And now for something completely different. Welcome to the Kings of Sports, the program changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous podcast. I am your host, the Godfather, Nate Milton. We are back and better than ever for uh, a great episode. Uh, I can already say it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be a fun episode. Uh, It's a bit of an impromptu episode because... Chris and I were talking this week, you know, trying to make sure schedules was right. Chris is a very busy man out there on the West Coast. And as y'all know, you know, I, I got my things going on. And so uh, we we found a space. We found a pocket uh, to get in where we fit in. So we got a great show this week. Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot of NFL. Uh, but there's so much more as well to talk about, as you can tell by the title of this show. Uh, we're going to get into uh, the, the the new mayor of Colorado <laughs> one one prime time Deion Sanders. And, and and I know somebody's out there, Chris. Somebody's trying to correct me. Right. Correct me already. Like, you know, why not the governor? Why, you know, you can't be the mayor of a whole state. Deion Sanders can be the mayor of a whole state. Deion right. Sanders is the mayor of Boulder. He's the mayor of Denver. He's the mayor of Colorado Springs. And that's the yeah. extent of my knowledge when it comes In to Colorado, Colorado City. City. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're we, we going to have some fun this week. So let me introduce my co-host, my brother and my friend. He is the angry intellectual. He is uh, Mimosa Chris. He is uh, the mayor pro tem of Los Angeles. So he's going to be meeting Dion when they have those big you know, nationwide mayor's conventions right. that I'm sure they have. <laughs> Uh, but of course, y'all know him, y'all love him. He's been down with the Kings pretty much since day one. The professor, Chris Ely. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Man, chilling, chilling. So much news this week news in wrestling, news in pop culture, news in sports. Mm. 
Um, I, I wanted to give a shout out to my girl, um, South uh, Slauson girl. Um, this I got this shirt from her website, uh, slossongirl.com. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Um, sh- shout out to uh, to uh, Coach Prime, man. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't know what to expect from him uh, when he left. Um, when when he left the um, HBCU Jackson. system. Yeah, when he left Jackson to um, go to uh, Colorado, but so far so good, man. And um, the, my my the extent of my knowledge about Colorado, um, outside of like uh, you know, deadlift strength and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, the extent of my knowledge is when I was a kid, I used to love this corny corny movie called aspen extreme about um skid skig and aspen (laughs) i think peter peter berg was in there and some other white guy i don't know and then uh the uh british chick from uh general hospital um but if you if you know anything about aspen extreme man that movie so so corny. it sounds like like the whitest cast ever it is the whitest movie (laughs) ever widest cast ever um it was like they were the 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 whole movie was like they're trying to uh get to the powder eight um that was some kind of skiing tournament and uh yes it is a it it it's not a good movie but if you grew up watching it you're like you might have some affection towards it but yeah wow yeah so so uh what is it called chris aspen extreme Aspen Extreme, yeah. Aspen Extreme, that's on your recommended <laughs> viewing list uh, this month from the Kings. Right, yeah, yeah. I do recommend you watch it. I, even it's, it's, I'm telling you now, it's not a good movie, mm-hmm. but I do think <laughs> it's, it's something that everyone should see at least once so to may, see may, what ski and white boys were up to in the '90s. Maybe make it a double feature with Aspen Extreme and uh, the the Cutting Edge with DB Sweeney. Yes. Yes, that, that, that's the other one, and uh, it was him and uh, Maura uh, Kelly was in that, right? Yes, she was the woman, and she was the figure skater, mm-hmm. and he was oh, yeah. the, the hockey player, the hockey player that, that like flamed out of hockey or whatever. And the- yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ, figure skating was yeah. his only way to get back into competitive <laughs> athletic. Yeah, the shit we used to watch in the 90s, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I, that was a good one, yeah. A good bad one too, but still, I you know I like that kind of shit. Yeah, I, I have no idea who directed those, Chris, but I know yeah. who's directing this month's edition of the Kings of Sport for the yes. live viewers, the viewers watching on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, let's bring in our guy in the midst of the longest ten day contract in the history of contracts. He is the rookie here on the Kings of Sport, but this month. You know, at least this, at least this month, maybe next month, maybe for the foreseeable future. Who knows? Yeah. But Ray is the man with the controls on the ones and twos. Ray is the gentleman directing this episode. Ray is also the man that's going to be bringing up your comments. If you have any comments uh, for this week, for some of the discussions that we get into. So without any ado, let's bring in our guy, Raymondo Williams, a.k.a. 10 Day Ray, a.k.a. Ray the Rookie. Hey, hey, now. Um yeah, I, I just think, of course, as always, I want to thank uh, Nate and Chris for always giving me the opportunity to do my best to help out the show. And so now I'm 
I'm, I'm taking over the reins just a little bit. I, uh, um, but uh, still trying to remain humble. I'm not going to throw throw the show off, of course. And um, well, yeah, that the the Colorado um, knowledge for me only extends to when NBC Sports used to have like the live, like different live sports, like not wide world of sports, but they used to have back when they had basketball, but they mm. also used to do like track and field. And then they would do uh, slalom skiing and mm. peekaboo streak. Peekaboo streak. He was in her prime and <laughs> Hannah Storm was just calling all the action. So that's, and I think I know of, yeah, Aspen and Vail. Those are the only ones besides the ones you guys already named. That so I between the of. three of us, we know five Colorado cities. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, always a pleasure to be here. And I'm going to do my best. Please don't come down too harshly on me, everybody. I'm going to do my best to handle the controls for the shows. Yeah. Rookie Ray. But uh, real quick. I, I, I missed your uh, Colorado knowledge because I got kicked off by the man. What was it? I know. Um, you mentioned Aspen and Vale from uh, NBC Wide World of Sports. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got Vale, Aspen, yeah. Boulder, Colorado Springs, and yeah. Denver. That's it. Yeah, That's the list. Yeah. We we need to one of these days. We need to do like some kind of black ski weekend for like <laughs> a, like a King of Sports uh, black ski weekend in Colorado. Um, because I, I hear it goes down in Colorado. I don't know. Mm. I mean, and, and we might as well just start here since, since you know, we were kind of uh, in in Colorado uh, metaphorically and, and, and Ray brought us to Colorado with, with Peekaboo Street, man. Shout out to Peekaboo Street, man, back in the day out here skiing and slaloming and 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 that's that's the extent of my ski knowledge. This is not a ski show. Yeah. Y'all don't come to the Kings of Sport for winter sports knowledge. Uh, but But let's stay in Colorado because this is arguably the biggest story in sports right now. Not only with Deion Sanders going to Colorado, a move that when it initially happened, mm. I was like, huh, that's curious. Uh, but we've seen through the first few weeks of the college football season that Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Primetime, a.k.a. Coach Prime, has done a great job of kind of turning this program around. He's also yeah. made Colorado like a hot spot. And, you know, you talked about having a Kings of Sports ski weekend up in Colorado. That's something that that we would have never been able to speak out into the into the universe, Chris, before Coach Prime, because this brother, Deion Sanders, got offset coming through. He got the rock coming through. He got all yes. sorts of folks that normally wouldn't go watch a Colorado football game Wu-Tang. heading to Colorado. <laughs> you know, uh, Coach Prime ain't nothing to fuck with, Bray. <laughs> um, and and so I think when when you look at Deion Sanders because he hadn't done everything right when it comes to Colorado and and we'll we'll get to that maybe here in a little bit but I want to start on the front end Chris by celebrating what this brother has done and and you know I mm -hmm. I had a bit of an issue and this is maybe some of the negative on it and I don't want to dwell on it too much right. but I had a bit of an issue with the way he kind of left Jackson State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, I think he has reinvigorated the culture of Colorado and made them an immediate player. Do I think like they're a national championship contender? Probably not, but they're a hell of a lot more fun and interesting. And yeah. and you know, they they are they are more relevant 
than this program has been in many years, Chris. Yeah, um, we were. I was having a conversation with my friends a couple of days ago, and they were talking. We were just talking about the the pack, the uh, pack twelve, right? Mm. Um, and um, I and he was saying that he he thinks USC is the best team. USC is my alma mater. Um, I'm not sure about that. You know, I, I think mm. that I, I think we will we'll, we'll learn more about what Deion Sanders is doing tonight, especially after the week he had with um, coach. Uh, I'm not even mentioning this, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Co- coach co- hater. Yeah, coach player hater. Uh, yeah, coach hater. Coach, I, I don't even—I don't even know where that comment came from. But yeah, we'll we'll learn more about Colorado. But I think they're the real deal, and I think people got on this case for making his son uh, the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a, and this is the thing about the HBCU system. Yeah, and I feel you on this, and and I, and I understand every angle of this because i'm a college professor um and when you are um when you work at a college um there's colleges that are just gonna you get there and everything is in working order and you have no complaints your building is what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. if you're a coach your gym is what it's gonna be everything is great and then there's a a a, a situation where you go there and you look around and nothing is the way it's supposed to be. Right. And you, you're having to ask and beg for a lot of things. And it's not easy to navigate around. Right. So I do want to say that. I, and I understand, again, I know that situation. I know that feeling. Um, I do think um, him staying um, at Jackson um, would have been the best because I think Deion Sanders is is great enough to be be a change agent of of Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand I understood why you left because you have to be um, an instructor, a coach, something at the one of these colleges to just understand like that grind, you know? Right. Um, that that's a that's a real real issue with colleges. Um, like I I work at a, a college now where um, everything is just readily available for me, you know? <laughs> so um, it is not that that college is better than the other colleges I've worked at or have or work at, but it's just. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier it's, to do yeah, your job. Yeah, it's, it's much easier, right? So um, now that that's out the way, man, Coach Prime, yo, um, <laughs> What what like I I I didn't grow up a, a Cowboys fan. I didn't grow up a Falcons fan. I always like uh, Prime though. Um, I I love how people used to get mad at him mm-hmm. for just the most arbitrary things. Remember when he um drew that dollar sign um on home field on on uh, on home base uh, yep. and uh, who was it that got mad at him? Like just just. Everybody, everybody, yeah. but yeah, like yeah. one of those white dudes tried to like fight him for that. Tim McCarver, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 like this is this is who this guy is, right? But, but I think when you're getting results, 
you know, it, it does kind of give you a little bit more leeway to do that kind of thing. And I do have, I, I, I do think not this year, but I do think in a couple years, we're talking Colorado um, in an, in a national championship. I, mm. I, I think that he's going to be that. I think he's going to be like one of those, one of those, one of those dudes that like comes in town, mm-hmm. does his job and then leaves and then finds another town yeah. and does the same thing and leaves. I, I think that's what it is. I don't think it's no so much him um, like turning his back on uh, the HBCU system as much as it is just wanting to challenge himself. You know? Yeah, and so I got two things on that, Chris, before we go to Ray. Like, number one, I agree that it's so much easier going from how you were in the swack and yeah the the amenities and the resources right. uh that were available to those teams in the swack and then going to Colorado like there's a there's right. a difference we all know that and so my only thing with Dion is I wish he could have been like you said that change agent who could have elevated everybody yeah in the swack and and given them the resources that they deserve cuz you know why 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 are they not as as worthy of these resources than a place like Colorado. Uh, but yeah. then the second thing is, I think this team is is legit. I don't think they're going to win a national championship this year or next year. Uh, but if Dion stays, I think that is a, a viable uh, possibility. But here's the thing, Chris. You just said it. I don't think he's going to stay there long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. Dion is going to be the dude looking for that next opportunity, whether it's yeah. a bigger college program or, you know, who knows, in three or four years. Maybe some NFL team mm-hmm. is gonna come calling. They they they, they yeah. a little down in the dumps. I'm looking at mm-hmm. you, Houston Texans. Yeah, like, who could we get to energize yeah. and reinvigorate uh, our our franchise, Coach Prime? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know how long Dion's gonna be at Colorado, but I do think we've already seen the change that this dude can bring. And like you said, Chris. He has not changed. He's been the same dude that we saw high-stepping into the end zone with the Falcons or the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, he's the same dude that tried to, you know, play a baseball game and a football game in the same day. He's the same dude that, you know, had the jewelry and the shades and, and made that terrible song with MC Hammond at one time. Uh, you know, he, he is who he says he is. And so I think, Ray, anytime you get somebody like Dion. You're always going to get haters. You're always going to get detractors. You're always going to get the status quo kind of bumping up against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, again, I have one or two nitpicks with the way he's done things at Colorado. But yeah. what has been your overall kind of opinion of what Deion Sanders, what Coach Prime has brought to this program, Ray? Well, I'm pretty much in agreement with pretty much everything that you guys are saying. Um, I'm very much in agreement about not liking the way that he left from Jackson state, not just because like you were alluding to Nate, it's fine. If you feel like you want to go and have yourself a bigger challenge, it's fine. If you want to make a little bit more money, but the way that he was kind of promoting it when he got into Jackson state was, yeah. I'm going to be the change that I want to see. And these young brothers, we're going mm-hmm. like turn mm-hmm. it out and we're going to make, 
HBCU. He did, he did the Tony Khan AEW Ra Ra yeah. debut press conference. We're going to be yeah. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when you do all that and then you just leave just like any other coach, then people are going to look at you sideways. But right. I do agree that I, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Um, only thing is with him calling out reporters and stuff is not reporters jobs to believe in you is not writers yeah. jobs to believe in you as long as you have all of those mm-hmm. guys in those locker rooms believing in you and having faith in you then that's where you could go ahead and make your moves and you don't even but and i'm about to say you don't even have to talk so much but hey we're talking about Deion sanders right right yeah <laughs> and, and this is my thing with reporters because i do agree with you it's not a reporter's job to see you as the visionary that you see yourself as. But I will say, I think the criticisms have to be fair, you know? <laughs> and I, and I, I don't like all the stuff that I've been seeing these reporters say about um, Coach Prime. Like, before he's even coached a game, you know what I'm saying? They were, like, talking about, oh, this, this, this guy's going to be a bust. And, <laughs> you know, they were just they were piling on piling on now um with that said he does need to win tonight i mean <laughs> because mm-hmm. um th- just with with all the people are expecting it and it needs to happen you have a o and four coach um last season um just talking the shit take 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 off your sunglasses <laughs> and, uh, and and then and then you see all these videos of that dude um with sunglasses and visors <laughs> talking to the press coming out like that is the like most the most stupid criticism yes I've like it wasn't seen. even a, it wasn't even a good burn by by that coach right yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those um it's one of those respectability politics kind mm-hmm. of things right it's like oh we need to do things to make the white media happy you know um and I'm surprised it, they didn't it, say coach prime needs to pull up his pants right yeah yeah because yeah. it, 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 that criticism is along those lines uh of pull up your pants right um and um i i, I do hope i don't i i think this is just gonna be his relationship with with the uh college uh football media mm-hmm. um from here on out i think and you know, coaches chris and coaches coach, because yeah these coaches are gonna do this it's a target now yeah, on yeah. Colorado that wasn't there before because yeah. even if, let's say, Colorado is like, you know, a 500 team this season. If you're the coach that beats Coach Prime, yeah. that elevates you, you know, because, yeah. you you know, you, we went in there and they were talking all this noise and, and we played the right way, right? Yeah. We, played, yeah. we played hard and, and, you know, everybody yeah. worked as a team and it wasn't yeah. an individual, you know, and I think – there's something to it. Like, obviously, there's a racial component, but mm-hmm. I think it's also a Dion thing, right? Where people yeah. have been, people have been doing a lot of cl- uh, pearl clutching, Ray, forever since this dude first got into sports. Right. Back, you know, yeah. back when he was at Florida State, like, like this, this kid's too cocky. He's too outspoken. He's mm-hmm. too brash. He's too flashy, and he brought all of that into his coaching persona, and so. I, I like you, Chris. I remember when people were saying that this dude was going to fail and this and that. Right. And my thing is, is Deion Sanders the greatest X and O coach in the game? No, 
but yeah. he doesn't have to be. Dion's <sighs> Dion's benefit to a team, Ray, is a recruiting, mm-hmm. uh, b like just the culture that he brings to a team, right? Like right. he can get coordinated, defense coordinators, offense coordinators, special teams coaches, like those are the nuts and bolts guys. Dion's right. got to be like the CEO. Mm-hmm. of whatever team he's with. And I think, like, so far at Colorado, uh, yeah, the defense can tighten some things up, but that offense, that offense is humming. And, uh, you know, I think the other component to this, Chris, that I like, because I, I do remember people kind of him and hawing when he yeah. brought his son in, you know, as, as the starting mm-hmm. QB. And I'm, I'm kind of like, you know what? We have witnessed in sports, mm-hmm. in politics, in entertainment, in just – Whatever field you're in, we've witnessed white nepotism over the years, yeah, Chris, yes, yes, but, yes, but, yes. for years yes. and more years. And so oh, I'm right. like, you know what? I'm, I'm here for black nepotism. Like, right. does his son, <laughs> by merit, should he be the starting quarterback of Colorado? You know, that's a debate you can have. Right. But I'm it, here it for black nepotism. And it's mm-hmm. and it turned into a debate when he won that game, right? <laughs> it's it's like this is this is how the world works, and I and, and I'm I'm here for uh, this nepotism as well. My whole thing with with all of this is that um, is as long as you are winning and producing, you you can't really um, get on this guy's case. You know he came to a situation um, that needed a lot of help. He mm-hmm. bought them the help. He changed the culture of the situation. If you were watching college game day, um, if you were watching Sports Center yesterday, if you're watching uh, college game day today, um, the Pat McAfee show, all that stuff, um, this guy has um, – I haven't seen this level of excitement in Colorado in a while, and I'm even including Denver winning the uh, championship, you know, um, the uh, the NBA yeah. championship. Um <laughs> I think that um, th- that um, he's th- a lot of this hate um, he d- he has bought on himself a little bit, but a lot of this hate is also just people um, like just not liking this guy for whatever reason. And yeah, right. it's, in the in the nepotism thing, um, we 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 come from a, a, a sport where. Um, nepotism is the way you get by you know we, mm-hmm. we look at look at Shay McMahon at Wrestlemania this year. Mm-hmm. That, that fool that fool had no business being um on TV you know and look look what happened you know what I'm saying this mm-hmm. is like this is this is just um corporate America it's it's part of the course but at least with us um it's usually we get like with um with um the Clippers, right? With with uh-huh. um with Doc Coach, and Austin. Yeah, yeah, Doc and Austin uh Rivers. Um it was it was a decent situation at first, but then it, you know, as it as time went on, um it's it proved to not be fruitful, you know. Right. Yeah. These these things can work, but they have to be tried first, and until they fail, you can't really you know, do this, you know, like, I mean, I guess you can cause you're the media and that's just what the media does, but I don't well, think it's fair. And my, my thing about the, you know, uh, Shador Sanders, Ray is 
yeah, like maybe maybe he didn't deserve the position, like whatever, however you want to parse that. Deserve, out, right? yeah, there's right. that word. Mm-hmm. Right. But but to me, a we've seen the kid ball out, and b if I'm Deion Sanders, part of this is yes, you know, I want this coaching situation to further my career, but also if I can set my kid up in a way where he is a viable NFL prospect in a way that he wouldn't have been if I didn't take this job, then hell yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put my kid in this spot, man. You know, mm-hmm. again, yeah. how many countless people of uh, a Caucasian persuasion have we seen in sports or, or media uh, or politics get into spots where they haven't earned or they haven't deserved that spot? So to right. me, I'm, I'm here for, <laughs> for, the, for the black Nepo, baby. I'm here. For, 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 for the uh the, the negro nepo if you will mm-hmm. yeah. ray like i'm here yeah. for this brother shador sanders because you know and this is something that's been on the kings of sports since day one like marcus and i we have an affinity for the black quarterback mm-hmm. because it's a very recent phenomenon like within yeah. the last decade where black quarterbacks have been given viable opportunities yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you had, you know, people like Randall Cunningham and you had people like Mike Vick. Uh, you had people uh, before that, that that got shots and, and performed in the NFL. Donovan McNabb. Uh, but it's a recent thing where now we can have bad NFL black NFL quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like before you had to be the best of the best of the best. Right. Yeah. Or you weren't getting a shot. Shout out to Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. Uh, but it's like. Now we've got black backup quarterbacks and black right. third string quarterbacks. And so I feel like the playing field, uh, no pun intended, is a little more even if you're a black quarterback. So yeah. hell yeah, if I'm Deion Sanders, I want to give my son this opportunity, this leg up on the competition. So I don't have a problem with it, Ray. What do you think? Well, and let's not forget, he's good. He's a four-star recruit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he wasn't like a scrub. He'd know? be starting yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and and just like where when people are saying, oh, look, look at what Dion is doing with uh, talent from HBCUs. Again, his his son Shadur is a four star recruit. Travis Hunter is a five star recruit mm-hmm. who was uh, verbally committed to Florida State. So it's not like these guys are scrubs. It's not like these guys are like he's just bringing along these guys just because. They've yeah. been with them and they've been loyal, like Dion said, yeah. like Coach Prime said. Hey, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie. Okay, it ain't <laughs> it ain't no regular Jan sport. And this I'm is something that all coaches have done over the years, right? They bring their guys, whether you're talking about players or coaching staff, like they bring their guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, as far as like I know we are going to touch a little bit more about this. As far as like all the stuff from the Colorado State coach, coach player hater, as we dinged him, um, <laughs> I think it's more about trying to get those eyeballs and trying to get that attention because yeah. I think he's already resigned to the fact that his team is fitting to get blown out right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's an easy target. Let me just talk about Coach Prime. Get some eyeballs that we weren't getting already. I mean, we already gonna get blown out, so I might as well. I might as well go ahead and get my name out. And it plays well to his base. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's just more fuel to the fire. Like uh, Coach Prime was telling his players, 
now they done messed it up and made it personal. So right. as far as him continuing on, uh, again, to kind of piggyback what you guys were saying, yeah, I don't think he's going to stay there any more than like two, no more than three years, if that. Yeah. And yeah. we talk about the bad teams. Let's not forget, if uh, Coach Mike McCarthy doesn't mm. get his act together, Jerry Jones Talk to him, already Ray. knows Dion, and Dion already has like a relationship not, with not, the not, city. Not, 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 not Dion, I, I I seen what you did with them young fellas over there right. in Colorado, and, and yeah, and I, I was wondering if you could come in and help help Dak out, help help yeah. the, bring your son too. Bring he could be Dak's backup, and and, and we'll yeah. have two black quarterbacks on the team. Let's let's go, yeah. Dion. I mean, and, and Jerry Jones does need. Uh, a, a black quarterback would help him out, you know. It just, I mean, it, he got Dak, man. What, what, are we, what are we doing with Dak? And Chris? Trey Lance backing up now. And Trey Lance. <laughs> why, why you hating on Dak, Chris? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, Jerry. 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 Jerry has not been uh, getting the best press over the last couple of years. That's, yeah, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. But yeah. but yeah, so uh real quick uh last note on Coach Prime before we go to the NFL. Uh A, we all think that he's gonna win tonight. Um uh, yeah, yeah. But B, how far do we think this team can go? Is this a team that could get into the uh college football playoffs? Is this a team that you know has a decent season and goes to a bowl game? Uh, are they gonna end up five hundred once they face some Stiffer competition. Uh, Ray, we'll start with you. Where do you predict uh, Colorado will be by the end of the season? Uh, I got them falling in that bowl game category. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, especially in the Pac-12 right now, I mean, who do you see? Like, maybe the stiffest competition, USC we know, um, Mm -hmm. Oregon we know, Mm -hmm. but um, other and Utah, of course. But um, other than that, they've already proved that – the big thing with their squad is that, and it showed in that first game, is the offense, when it's humming, it's humming. But what's going to happen when the offense gets nullified just a little bit, like mm-hmm. to where Shadur, he's not throwing five touchdowns. He's might He might be throwing two touchdowns, 200 yards, and then their defense has to stop the other yep. team. That's the thing. Because it was like a shootout pretty much in that first game. So yeah. that's my biggest thing is when they get into that stiffer competition is how is the defense going to hold up? And I, I think that – I think you, you can see uh, maybe, maybe like uh, we'll say eight and four, nine and okay. three at okay. the best. Okay. I, I, I see. I, I got high hopes for at least a bowl berth. So. Okay, yeah. Ray. Ray going with a bowl game, yeah. uh, and again, you know, everybody watching, you can uh, drop your comments in and give us your predictions, your thoughts on Coach Prime and Colorado. Uh, Chris, where are you going? Are they going to be a five hundred team? Are they a, a bowl team, or could they get to the college football playoffs? I, I say a bowl team. I I think that um, you know I want to center my expectations for them. Um, but I do think that uh, Coach Prime, man, uh, what he's done with that state, with that, with with that, with that city, man, mm-hmm. is, is something to be amazed at. You know, he's just um, he's got an infectious personality, and I I think that t- that squad right now 
is good enough for a bowl game. And we'll we'll see what's going on in a year or two. Um, but yeah, I think he's there as long as his son is there, probably. Yes. Um, and then um he's he'll he'll move on. Um and I and I just think that will be the trajectory of his coaching career. I don't think he's gonna be a person that's gonna want to stay in one place um for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, I, I agree, Chris. And I think the the landing spot I had for him, uh, which is maybe not something that's as likely now because the team is actually pretty decent this year, is uh, Florida State. Like, I I wanted to yeah. see Dion kind of go back and coach Florida State. Uh, but, yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Dion is probably there for maybe three years. Um, in terms of this season, I agree with the consensus. I think they're a bold team. Um, you know, eight wins, nine wins is not out of the realm of possibility. Maybe yeah, yeah. I'd say between seven and nine wins for this team, just based on the liability of the defense right now. I, I think that's the biggest uh, weakness for this team. But offensively, man, they look dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we, 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 we all got love for Coach Prime here on this show. You know, he, he hadn't done everything right, Chris. He hadn't done nah, everything nah, right, nah. Ray. Uh, but, you know, it, it's good to see what he's doing in Colorado. And, you know, I, I hope. I hope for the kids, most importantly, that this experience raises their stock because that's the other thing. When you have a high-profile coach like Deion Sanders leading your program, maybe, you know, we know Shador was going to get eyeballs, right? We knew Hunter was going to get eyeballs wherever they ended up playing collegiately, but maybe, like, the third receiver on the team, he gets eyeballs now that that he wouldn't have previously or the the, uh, outside linebacker. Uh, who was a three-star recruit. Like, maybe he gets more eyeballs than he wouldn't have normally. So, uh, hopefully this is a, a good situation, not only for the university, but also for Dion and the kids. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, uh, that leads us to our next topic, fellas. You know, uh, we we were going to go NFL first, Coach Prime second, but, but you know, wherever Prime goes, that's the story, Ray. Uh, <laughs> so, let's let's go from – and let's see if I, let's see if I can get a good – uh, a good transition to the NFL. Let's go from one legend, and this might be a little mean, so apologies in advance. Let's go from one legend who's high-stepping down the sidelines to another legend who ain't high-stepping anywhere for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. That's the biggest story right now, I think, in the NFL, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers came to the Jets from the Green Bay Packers immediately made the Jets Super Bowl contenders and four plays into the game on Monday night. It was grand opening. Was it was it the, the Monday night game or Sunday night? Monday night. Yeah. Monday night. Yeah. It was the big Monday night game between the Bills and the uh Jets. And it was like uh like Hove once said, Chris, grand opening, grand closing. Grand closing, yep. <laughs> because four plays into the game, Aaron Rodgers went down with an injury. At first they didn't know the the seriousness of it, Ray, but now it looks like uh, Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, and the Jets are once again back to relying on the services of one Zach Wilson. Ray, your thoughts on the game, which the Jets won. Like, let's not bury the lead. The Jets won yeah. on an improbable punt return touchdown. But uh, <sighs> your, your boy A-Rod, A-Ron out here, mm-hmm. it's not looking good, man. Yeah, it's just tough to see, especially after all the – the hype that was being involved in 
in the off season mm, and everybody it's a hard knock life right yeah indeed <laughs> another whole reference but um <laughs> yeah it's just it's crazy it's especially just i'll admit i didn't get a chance to see like the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and i would just had instagram open and then like on my feed i just see mm-hmm. and it's, there's no context i just yeah. see aaron Rodgers standing and then him sitting back and then his feet go over his head. I'm like, what is going on? And then they have the replay, and I'm like, oh, the I, I could just tell it was like the lower leg. Mm-hmm. And so it's just crazy to see how, especially with all the prognosticators, they're saying, Jets are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, Jets are going to make the playoffs. And, and, and it also tells you, hey, when people are dumping trash on you, you keep on coming back because you never know when you can have your moment to redeem yourself. And Zach Wilson was there. They were saying how Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was being such like a, a wait, wait, like wait, a wait, wait. Hold, on, Ray, hold on, time out, brother. I can't let you do this. It's on your first time producing the show, man. You got the audacity, Ray. <laughs> To, 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 to give credit to Zach Wilson. And again, we'll give credit to the brother for persevering and being ready. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson didn't have anything to do with that win. <laughs> Zach Wilson had nothing to do with that win. That was, that was, pass, that was the though. defense, and that was my man on, on, on special teams who was signed on hard knocks and ran that punt return back. Zach Wilson did, like, he did one thing the whole game, right? You can't get this man all that credit. But it didn't mess it up, though, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like everybody, your own coach, saying, "I don't know. It can't be a microwave problem." And he, he he doesn't have the locker room. But after people were saying how during the off season, Aaron Rodgers was being more of like a mentor for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, it takes some growing up. Like he's just what, 22, 23. It, it, really it takes is. some growing up. And, and I think hopefully like this isn't his best, his best games, especially considering the circumstances. Like he didn't realize he was going to get thrown <laughs> in there, like yeah. literally four plays into the game. But right. I, I think now with kind of like the mentorship that he, the stewardship that he's had, with mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rodgers, and now I think just that maturity coming back a little bit as well. I think that he's starting to understand his plays, and hopefully that carries on to his play. That's going to be the thing for me, though, Chris. Like, how yeah. far can this team go without Aaron Rodgers? And maybe the second question, how how involved will Aaron Rodgers be kind of in the continued development and, and progression of uh, Zach Wilson as, as the uh, Jets' season progresses? I think their season is done. Uh, (laughs) It's a wrap, Chris. Right, yeah, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers brought some hope to him. But even him, I I think – and 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 I'm saying this because I know uh, we've got some mutual Jets fans that are are Mm. friends that are Jets fans. Shout shout out to all of them. But Particularly one light-skinned Jet fan out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. well, technically, technically, is he a Jets fan now or is he a Panthers fan? Maybe both. We don't know. Mm. Yeah, who knows, man? Um, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I think I think look, man, you can't have um uh injury, a freak accident like that happen and then think you're salvaging your season. That's <laughs> that's just not realistic. Um the 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 Jets will figure it out eventually, but I think um that this this is this is a wrap this season. This is mm. I, I don't I don't see um, and Aaron Rodgers is um, he's he's up there now too in yeah. age. Um, he's you know he's got his second career uh, ahead of him too as a you know conspiracy theorist. Uh, yeah, well let's uh, let's uh, let's stay on this point for a second, yeah, Chris, because yeah. I I used to love Aaron Rodgers, man. Like yeah, he yeah. was the dude. Like when he first started with Green Bay, once they gave him the ball, you know, once Brett Favre left town. But it's like the last three or four years, Aaron Rodgers has like ever since the pandemic, Aaron Rodgers has been kind of this weird Joe right. Rogany, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Ivermectin mm-hmm. kind of conspiracy yeah. dude. Like nine eleven was a hoax or an inside job, and so it's yeah. like, I, I as a human being, Chris, like yeah, this is terrible, man. Like like you don't never want to see that happen to anybody. But also, I'm like. I, I don't feel as bad as I sh- probably should, given like right, yeah. I'm I'm not really vibing with Aaron Rodgers as of late. Right, same here. I think there. I don't know if you can be good at sports, um, talking all that crazy shit, man. I just don't. I don't know. I think because I think your when your mind is preoccupied with mm-hmm. um, conspiracy theories. I, I do think it hampers your your game. Um, um, I'm talking about you know um, when when um, you Kobe Covington got his ass beat by Usman. Mm. Um, you you you're you're not beating up a, a brother um, <laughs> talking to do talking that shit. Man. I just I, I, I mean, even if he had to come in the octagon with an AK forty seven. Um, <laughs> You just you just weren't beating that dude, uh, talking that crap. Um, when it comes to like you know Kyrie Irving, you know mm. it's, I, I just I just never show me the conspiracy theorist that outwardly expresses it that <laughs> is good at a sport, and I'll you know I'll I'll resign this point, but I just don't think. You can be what Aaron Rodgers is at the moment and be a quality player. Um, and and like um, Nate was saying, it's not that I I'm I'm never glad to see anyone get injured, but I should be a lot more sad at this, you know. And, and <laughs> yes, it's, and it's just not one of those things where it's like it's moving me one way or or the other you know he and he's and speaking of joe rogan he's been he's been on people that like feed into his own confirmation bias joe rogan um bill maher um all these like loony looney tune idiots out there that that are just you know don't care about any kind of science or anything and are just telling you telling them what they want to hear um and yeah aaron Rodgers is is another person in the long line of that so um get well and you know get well fast <laughs> and take whatever you need to take but um i, I think is i think it this we're seeing the uh, uh, ending of a 
of a, of a good career, but I think it's about to end soon. Yeah, I, I think if anything, Ray, he'll he'll come back for one more year. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to go out like that, uh, but he's not going to be the same guy. Like, there's just no way you can be at yeah. that age after that injury. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we wish him the best. You know, maybe this will give him some time to think about things other than uh, conspiracies. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you see get... the, the beef that him and Keith Oberman were having um, mm-hmm. last week? It's, <laughs> uh, it's not really worth talking about. It's just interesting. Keith Oberman stayed beefing with people. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? He beefs with everybody, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's, let's stay on this game real quick, though, before we talk about the rest of the NFL, right? Because... There was another quarterback in that uh-huh. game that that looked a little terrible. We talking about our guy Jaheim Allen mm-hmm. on these streets. Three interceptions, just looked all out of sorts. We know the Jets defense is good, right? Like the Jets defense was what kept them in most games last season, even with Zach Wilson's erratic play behind center. But Josh Allen. Aaron Rodgers goes down. That should have been it right there. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all should have walked them off the field. Like, it should have been a wrap. And not only did the Jets stay in the game in part two, Allen's three interceptions, but Allen yeah. didn't, you know, have that great hero moment we were expecting to, to, to rally the Bills. And so when you look at Josh Allen, obviously he's a top 10 quarterback, uh, but he got a lot of hype in the offseason, all these commercial deals. He's the cover dude for Madden 24. Mm-hmm. Uh do you think what we saw on Monday night, Ray, is that indicative of the kind of Josh Allen we're going to see this season, or was that just a bad night going up against a good defense? Well, um, I'm not sure. I mean, of course, you do have you do have your high points when it comes and your high potential, your high ceiling mm-hmm. when it comes to Josh Allen. But it has been mentioned, I, I've been listening around with uh, – Sports Talk Radio and with Sports Talk uh, TV, and they have been mentioning, like, over the past year, out of, like, the 19 games that he's had so far, he's had 37 turnovers, Mm -hmm. um, 20 interceptions, uh, 17 fumbles lost. So he's kind of on this Jameis Winston uh, Mm -hmm. uh, track, Ray, where – He's had the most, like he's he's in the top three for interceptions and touchdowns over that mm-hmm. nineteen game span. So it's like yeah. he get Josh Allen giveth, but he also taketh away, yeah. right? And and you can tell like he knows it too. Like at that post conference presser, he looks so sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially with like the deep side, just <sighs> like you could just tell like it mm-hmm. it gets on him, and he says it is same ish, different day. And he knows it. And I think one thing that a lot of people might be underestimating is just the influence that Brian Dayball might have had on yeah, yeah. like his progression. Um, and with Brian, Brian Dayball going on to the Giants, it's like we've seen last year. He's kind of had a decent year. But again, those those turnovers just keep killing him because he thinks he needs to force things and take the game over. And I, I just think that well, right real, now, real quick, I, Ray, because I yeah, think you bring up a great point with Brian Dayball. I would also say the ascension of Josh Allen not only coincided with Dayball, but also the acquisition of Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering how much growth has he really had over the past three seasons, 
or is it more a product of the schemes that he's been in and having better weapons? I think it's a bit of both. I I, I, I really do. And now I'm hearing people saying, oh, he needs some more weapons. He needs, <laughs> they need to get jo- uh, Justin Jefferson's like, like how many people are you going to try to throw in? I think it's been a consensus that Bills, this is like their last season to try to because all these contracts are yep. coming up. The and window so is closing. Is, yeah, the window is definitely closing. And so it's like, what you going to try to throw some money at someone else? And then what else are you going to have to give up in order to get that just for like one quick run mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl? So yeah. I, I just think that he he realizes he is aware that he's making this, these mistakes. I just don't think he has any idea how to fix it. And that's supposed to be the job of the offensive coordinator. And so we'll we'll see how the season goes. I still think even though they do have a pretty rough stretch coming up, um, I still do think may not win the division with the, the Dolphins if they – keep mm-hmm. rocking and rolling and if Tua stays healthy but I think they really do have a maybe a decent enough chance to get the wild card and still try to make some noise at the end right yeah I I I, I think that like um when things like this happen like that was um you know an unforeseen accident what happened with uh Rogers mm-hmm. but but I don't I I, I think and it is Josh Allen, so you have to take that into consideration as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that um, they can f- – I'm trying to be careful with my words. Uh, <laughs> you can you can see – like, it doesn't have to be a situation where, oh, um, the um, Jets were just bad that day. Right. And you – I've seen teams turn situations where they just got lucky and were able to ride that momentum into a good season. And I think the Bills are capable of that. You know, they've had a lot of um, ups and downs over the last year. So I I would hope um, for their sake, um, as an outsider looking in that they could that they could ride this momentum and and you know become um and 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 be a play and make the playoffs you know i don't think they're mm. winning any super bowl but i think no. that like the, these kind of moments are made for you to rise to the occasion you know and, and one quick thing let me add um Let's not also take away from the fact that the Jets have a great defense. Yeah. Like, yeah. It may not be like one of the players were saying, we're better than the 85 Bears. It may not be up to that point. No. But I think they do have a great defense when it comes to, like, their secondary with Sauce Gardner, when it comes to that inter- interior with Quentin Williams. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it, it was just it was just things just fell into place. Like, you – like you said, Chris, you can't control what happened to Aaron to Aaron Rodgers, but you can control like the other side of the ball, and you can control like doing the right plays, putting Zach Wilson in the right positions to, mm-hmm. if not to advance the team, to at least not make any mistakes. And 
and to, <laughs> to at least give everybody else a chance to try to uh get the win and that that the story of that punt returner from getting from one week getting put on the team mm-hmm. and um like on the brink of being cut but being put on the team in the last minute and in, in preseason to now you're going yeah. and making the the game winning punt return like that that guy he he's going to have at least for the next week, he gonna have like free meals everywhere. If, if 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 I'm him, I'm running like as soon as I run that uh, touchdown through the end zone, I'm not stopping at the sidelines. I'm not you know dapping up my teammates. I'm running straight up the stairs to the owner's box, Chris. Yeah, be like look, look look here, Mr. Johnson. We need to renegotiate. This. We need to renegotiate <laughs> right. this contract, player. Dude, make yeah. it win. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was uh, Monday Night Football, which uh, gave us the biggest news story of the first week of the NFL season. Well, I do want to – there is a little bit more NFL stuff that we do have. Oh, yeah, there is, about. there is, there is, yeah. because uh, – mm-hmm. and let's let's start here. You know, you know, you know, you know who, I'm, who I root for, Chris. You know yeah. my team, uh, yeah. these, these Atlanta Falcons, these undefeated. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons Ray at the time of uh, this broadcast, and then so they had a big game uh, in Week One where they took on the Carolina Panthers and the Carolinas Panthers' new starting quarterback, uh, friend of the program, uh, uh, family member of the pro. You know, he's kind of like yeah, our yeah. podcast nephew. We we got right. love for Bryce Young on these streets. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so Bryce, I think Bryce had a decent game. Uh, the Falcons, uh, you know. They, there were some things the Falcons could have cleaned up. Desmond Ritter's not going to light the world on fire, but he was a decent game manager. But the big thing for me watching that Falcons game was Bijan Robinson's a player, Ray. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson, like, no disrespect to Tyler Algier, who came out of nowhere really and had a great season last year and is going to be splitting carries with Bijan at least for the first, you know, portion of the season. But Bijan Robinson is special. And if the Falcons can get any sort of production from Desmond Ritter, they got a couple special players on, on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at Kyle Pitts at tight end, when you look at Drake London as the lead receiver and then throwing Bijan into that mix. Am I crazy, Ray? Am I overreacting to say that the Falcons have an outside shot of winning the NFC South, brother? I don't think you're crazy because I believe it was Mike Jones from the Athletic who, who actually said, <laughs> "Mike <Yeah>. Jones." <laughs> um, it was Mike Jones from the Athletic who uh, said on the program, "A uh, brother from another on NBC Sports and Peacock." He said that, or I believe it was someone else on Dominic Foxworth's podcast who mm. said that out of those teams who ended uh, worst in the worst position of the division last year who has the best chance of uh winning their division this year uh that gentleman said that atlanta hawks with kind of a soft beginning schedule um Mm -hmm. and with i think they have at least two of the top three rookie quarterbacks in um in a few of those games as well and so he was just mentioning how like the only elite quarterback besides uh I think only Trevor Lawrence in like week seven or eight they're going to face mm-hmm. is like a, an elite type quarterback that they're going to be facing within like the first half of their season. So I do think that they do have a really good shot. Um, yeah, 
Bijara. And hey, who says running backs are getting devalued? I mean, well, the owners are saying well with the paychecks, but yeah. the coaches know, and everybody knows that, especially if you have the right running back, like you are going, you're going, that's going to take so much pressure off your quarterback, especially when it comes to Desmond Ritter right now. Um, it's going to take so much pressure off your quarterback, and it's also going to put different looks out there, and mm -hmm. you can use them as a runner. You can use them as a pass catcher out the backfield. Um, and plus, who is it, Kyle Pitts that they still have as well um, as yep. the tight end? It's like I, I, I really do see good things, especially within that division, although – you may, I mean, we might have a comeback player of the year with our boy from uh, Cleveland, who's now moved to uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> but other than that, I, I I don't see any at least to win a division. I, yeah. I don't see any. Other That's the thing. When you look at Tampa Bay, they got Baker Mayfield. Yeah. When you look uh -huh. at the Saints, they've got Derek Carr, who's arguably the best quarterback in the division. And then the Panthers, you've got Bryce Young, who we all love, but he's still a rookie. It's going to take some time for him to become <laughs> what we think he can become. So yeah. to me, like if, if you're going to get it, this is the year to get it because nobody, there's not a clear favorite to me in the NFC South and the Falcons have decent talent on defense. You know, you got a AJ Terrell as uh, the lead cornerback. Uh, you got a, who's my guy? Uh, Jesse Bates, like Jesse Bates is a baller. So I think, you know, you, all it takes is one or two bounces. And like you said, Ray, the right. early stretch of the season for the Falcons isn't the toughest. So if they can, you know, win the majority of those early games, I could see a situation where Atlanta is in the mix. Uh, uh oh, we, we, we got some comments. What up? Yeah, got, what up, no, fellas? Hey, what's up to you? Yeah. Uh, you know, we just talking about uh, B. John Robinson, the greatest running back. Uh, that the, the NFL has ever seen. Uh, and uh, 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 Desmond Ritter, to me, Desmond Ritter is the X factor, Ray. Because people within the organization are high on Desmond Ritter. I've never been high on Desmond Ritter. Like, not that I've been down on him, but it's just, I think of Desmond Ritter as just a guy, a serviceable quarterback, a game manager. He's not going to put up flashy numbers. Uh, when I use him on Madden, like, the only thing that stands out to me is the player model, the face scan they have. He looks right. a hell of a lot like Marcus Vandenberg. Like, it's like, why, <laughs> why is Marcus quarterback in my team? I don't understand. I didn't know brother Lightskin had 80 awareness like that. That's wild. Uh, but, but I feel like if Desmond Ritter can take, take a next step, then this team could actually, you know, I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but like they yeah. got a shot to make the playoffs perhaps. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the Jaguars in the um, AFC South. I um, okay. See, so you switching over, switching leagues, and then looking at uh, switching conferences, and and, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and hyping up your boy TK. We we see what it is, Chris. You on the payroll? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Not the not the AFC South. I'm sorry about that, but. Now, um, we know you just want to get your Tony Khan take in, so Tony can send you that the uh, that that direct deposit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all love. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for that too. But uh, you got a Fulham jersey yeah, yeah. in the background. I, I, I miss, I miss the, uh, I miss the, um, I miss the uh, Falcons game this week. But I just like the NFL um, this season, week one. Definitely a lot of stuff um, that I didn't expect uh, mm -hmm. in the first couple weeks of the season. Um, 
the um and I don't understand um this what people are saying about the Eagles right now because they they're two and zero, um and the wet the winds were not pretty no but I guess I'm a I look at the glass a different way because I I say if you could play two bad games like that mm-hmm. and still put out pull out a win yep I'm looking at it like. You know, these these guys are to be reckoned with, and I do see them uh, early just based on momentary predictions. I do see them going back to the Super Bowl. I'm 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 surprised um, that the Chiefs lost to Detroit, uh, the Bills lost to the Jets, like we talked about, um, the Bengals um, losing to mm. Cleveland. Those were kind of things I did not expect. Um, this early on um and um one of the things that people like i like um of those teams that like lost um who do you think is gonna um because i saw one of the sports shows talking about this who do you think is gonna be like um oh and two who has the greatest chance of being oh and two after um this week um the uh, chiefs um the bills or the Bengals? Mm, that's a good question, Ray. I think for me, it's not going to be the Chiefs, right? Like I think that, you know, and, and I saw the question uh, about the Lions. I think the Lions are a lot better than people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, we talked about kind of the NFC South being a bit wide open this season. I would say the same thing about the uh, NFC North, where you've got the Bears, the Packers, the Lions, and uh, the Vikings. Are there any world beaters in that conference? In the NFC North? Yeah. No, I, I really don't. I mean, unless because we we did see that uh, Green Bay was looking pretty good with Jordan Love making that yeah, start. I think Jordan Love's going to have a good season, but that's the thing, right? We're talking about Kirk Cousins. We're mm-hmm. talking about Jordan Love. We talking about Justin Fields. I got a lot of love for Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is still developing, and who knows how long the the leash is? Because 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 sports fans and uh, executives can be irrational at times, and I have a feeling that if Ju- if uh, Justin Fields has a bad season, this might be the beginning of the end for his time in Chicago, which to me is crazy. Because as a Falcons fan, right, I would love to have a quarterback fail uh, as as much as Jordan, uh, Justin Fields has, uh, in, in their words. Um, but I look at the lions with Jared Goff and some of the skill position players they have. The defense is tough. I think the lions can make some noise. Uh, but to me in that division, it's going to be, I'd say a three team race. Uh, I think Kirk cousins in the, in the, uh, Vikings, Vikings yeah. have the most stability. Uh, Justin Jefferson still, you know, out here doing Justin Jefferson things. Um, I think you're looking at the Lions, and I think you're looking at the Packers. I think the Bears, as much as I have respect and love for that man, Justin Fields, I don't think the Bears are going anywhere this this year. Uh, so I think the Lions have a good shot to that question. But then the Chris's question. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I guy Joe Burrow. Hmm. Thoughts 0-2, Ray. What do you think? Remind me, what were those teams that uh, – The Chiefs, the Bengals, and who else, Chris? It was the um, Chiefs, the Bengals, uh, and the Bills. Okay, so we got the Bills playing 
Las Vegas at mm-hmm. our at home. We got the Bengals playing Baltimore at home. Mm. With, and we have you said and the Chiefs are playing Jacksonville on the road. Mm. We know yeah. where Chris's loyalties lie in that. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say because I <laughs> well, no, it's not my loyalties because I I would love to see uh the Chiefs repeat, but I think the Jaguars are kind of um and I don't like giving price to TK on this level. <laughs> uh but I, I I do think the Jaguars are gonna have something to say this season. I do. The following announcement was paid for by Tony Khan. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trying to get a job, trying to trying to work next to our homie uh, Will Washington, right? Be be you, Will and Nana, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to that man, Prince Nana. By the way, we'll oh, we'll yeah. talk more about that brother tomorrow night on yeah. the NWA podcast over at Post Wrestling. Yeah, but um, I think I I think I, I will agree with Chris. I think Kansas City Chiefs they put themselves in a really big hill, especially. With um, I believe is this Chris Jones, their their DN, yeah, or <clears throat> who they still haven't paid as of this moment, correct? <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. So, uh, I I think especially with um that defense facing uh Trevor Lawrence and with um his running back, I, I Etienne, I yeah Etienne, and. Like he he has some decent receivers. He has a great tight end as well. I mean, Calvin um, Ridley balled out last week. Yeah, right. I I just think, I mean, unless unless his uh, unless Mahomes can pull off. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him if he could pull off another miracle. And if his wide well, the thing is, like, if, to catch the ball. Exactly, that's the that. thing right there. Because there were at least yeah. two touchdowns that the Chiefs dropped last week, and so. Right. Like, if they catch those touchdowns, maybe we're having a different conversation here. I also think mm-hmm. not having Travis Kelsey available last week. Like, you saw how much he means to that offense. But even then, they were still in the game. And if Kadavius Tony like, didn't revert back to uh, his New York Giants form, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the Chiefs probably win that game. So I, I, think, I think the Chiefs are going to be okay. Um, and this kind of goes into what Chris was talking about with Philly. Like, it is very tough for the two teams that played in the Super Bowl to have a successful season the following year, right? right. And so always, I think always. always, it's always been the case. And so I think the fact that Philly won those two games, ugly as they may have been, like that puts them in prime position for the rest of the season. To me, it's yeah. a two-team race for the NFC between mm-hmm. Philly and San Fran, and maybe in a distant third, we've got the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, but to me, those are the three teams that are the class of the National Football Conference. Uh, yeah. But then in the AFC, man, like I'm I am going to bet on Patrick Mahomes until he gives me a reason not, or his team yeah. gives me a reason not to bet on him anymore. Chris, but I'm, I'm the same way. I think you got to bet on Mahomes until he shows that he can't do anything. Um, but <clears throat> the Eagles, man, like those do those dudes are still hungry. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they I don't think they're uh, they got a um, I don't think they're uh, their hunger has subsided yet. I don't think getting to the Super Bowl is it was enough for them. I think right. Jalen Hurts and those dudes want to go back to that Super Bowl. And I think they are going to move heaven and earth to go back to the Super Bowl this season. I think 
Um, if I, I, I think um, Jalen Hurts is gonna. Um, I, th- I think this is gonna be an MVP season for him. Mm. Um, and I am um, as tough as it is because it is never easy for teams, especially in the NFL, to um, repeat. In the NBA, you kind of expect, you yeah. know, the same teams to kind of modulate in the playoffs and then the finals. But the NBA is a different beast. I'm not, I mean, the NFL is a different beast because you put all that work in for that one moment and then to have to do it again immediately. And like we said, that those games that uh, Philly won, those were not pretty games. They, they mm-hmm. weren't. But I, I still think the fact that they found ways to win um, is, is more indicative of we're not trying to lose, you know, right, than, right. than we, anything else. We're not playing with this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, right, that's a good uh, uh, kind of, point that Chris made in terms of his prediction for Jalen Hurts. Let's get into some predictions because this is officially even though we're already into the second week of the season, this is our NFL preview slash right. uh, opening uh, week thoughts. So let's do some and, predictions. And I do, I, I'm going to pay more attention to the Falcons uh, for the next um, I mean, show. the world is going to pay yeah. more attention right. yeah. to the Falcons <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with Marcus Vandenberg playing quarterback. Uh, right. <laughs> yo, I, I'm saying, like, if if you if you got Madden, uh, don't matter what system it's on, as soon as the show is over, play Madden, go to the Falcons, <laughs> go into where you can look at the player stats and all that, and look just just look at the face of Desmond Ritter, not like the picture that's right. on his team card, but the face of the model of mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter, and it looks just <laughs> like Marcus Vandenberg, good hair and all. I was like yeah. Marcus Vandenberg has worked his long. way into the into the NFL. That's that's our boy. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's let's get into some predictions. So uh, we'll we'll do three predictions. Ray, number one, uh, NFL MVP this season. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, our Super Bowl prediction, and we'll write these down so that way we can go back to them at the end of the season. So MVP, Super Bowl prediction, and then the final thing that we will ask is. Uh, what will be the biggest surprise of the year? Uh, and we can't say Aaron Rodgers because that's already happened. Um, so MVP, Super Bowl matchup, biggest surprise. Uh, and we will start with MVP. Chris has already said Jalen Hurts will be his selection for MVP. Yeah. Ray, who is your selection for MVP? Oh, you're throwing me right into the deep end. Oh. Um... And you can't say uh, Zach Wilson. Okay. <laughs> well, we we already know that um, we already know MVP is essentially a quarterback's uh, mm-hmm. a quarterback's uh, award. Um, I don't know, man. I, I you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. Oh. Uh. Go ahead. Hook me up. Professor, go ahead and hook me up with that Jaguars money. I think I got Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, ah, ooh. this season. Wow. So mm. uh, apparently at least two of the three members of the Kings of Sport can be bought off <laughs> with, 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 with AW money. Um, so we got a vote for Jalen Hurts. We got a vote for Trevor Lawrence. And like you said, Ray, uh, the MVP has kind of officially, I mean, uh, traditionally, not officially, traditionally been the quarterback award. It's not 
actually for who's the best player uh, right. in the league. Um, so, like, you can't go wrong with Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of like of in course. that Michael Jordan, LeBron James mode of his career now where yeah, yeah. you could give him the award every year every if you year. wanted to, uh, but it gets boring. Yeah. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is a great, great pick, Chris. Uh, but I am going to look around the league, and I'm going to look at, at some teams out here, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about what team is going to take a big step forward this year. And this might play into my Super Bowl prediction. But uh, I'm going to say your NFL MVP this season. Mark it down. Bring that trophy home to Jerry World because Dak Prescott will be the Ah. NFL MVP this year, shutting up all the critics, including Chris Ely. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I've never been a Cowboys hater, but just not a lover. But but I will say that I think if – if ever there was a season for them to surprise anybody, it's going to be this season. Yes, so we got Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and Trevor Lawrence for our MVP selections. We're going to write that down. We'll come back to it at the end of the season. Next question, Super Bowl matchup. What is going to be the matchup with the two teams that have gone through the gauntlet, our AFC representative, our NFC representative? We'll start with Chris again. Chris, who are your two Super Bowl uh, teams? Um, so I am looking at um, the Eagles, definitely. Mm. Um, and then um, for the other team, let me. I'm trying to. I'm just looking at because I actually see this is the thing. I um, go go ahead and say Jacksonville. We know you want to say it. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jacksonville. <laughs> I am gonna say that. But but here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Um, I don't ever enter fantasy sports leagues ever, mm-hmm. especially the the um the um NFL, the f- fantasy football, because every single if I entered this year, I'd already be all the teams I predicted to win are <laughs> just not are not gonna win anything. So um, yeah, but um yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Jacksonville, and then I, and part of this prediction. Um, is not even football related. I just want to see Triple H <laughs> give uh, Tony Khan and him WWE titles. They're not, <laughs> they don't even do it. I just, I just want to see that. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I'm actually going for the Eagles to win. But I'd love to see ja- the Jaguars win, just so I can see that. Mm. Chris Ooh. going with the <laughs> Eagles and the Jaguars. Ray. Uh, unlike Chris, you are a participant in fantasy football. Uh, the Kings of Sport Fantasy Football League is up and running, and Ray <sighs> is in for the first time. We'll see how well the rookie can do. Uh, but who are your two teams for the Super Bowl, Ray? All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm 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 gonna take off my shill hat for Jacksonville. Uh, I don't think they're making it that far. But um, first off, like you said, like you said, Nate, as far as uh, in the MVP race, you can't go wrong with choosing uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, in the Super Bowl, you can't go wrong with choosing mm. the Chiefs on the mm. AFC side. No, nah, um, yeah, you can't. Uh, they what has it been five or six straight AFC championships? Three Super Bowls out of the six. Um, I got the Kansas City Chiefs once again representing the AFC portion of the Super Bowl. And for the NFC portion, 
let's not look past these San Francisco 49ers guys. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It only took two freak accidents <laughs> within the NFC championship for them to lose against uh, Philadelphia. So let's not act like Philadelphia was squashing every single body on their way to the Super Bowl last year. Mm. Um, and even with like, even with a prone Brock Purdy, you still had uh, what was it, Josh Jackson, or out there still trying to keep the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers ahead, and then he ended up getting hurt. So I think barring any freak injuries with either Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey or Devo or uh, Brendan Ayuk, I think that, and especially with uh, your boy um, Bosa getting paid, um, yeah. I think the defense is strong. I think the offense is capable, especially with um, with our boy uh, Kyle Shanahan. And again, shout out to white nepotism. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be another battle. It's going to be a hard fought battle between the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers out of those two. I mean, again, can't go wrong with picking the Chiefs to win. Mm. So Ray going with a rematch from a Super Bowl from a couple years ago with the Chiefs and the 49ers. And uh yeah, let's let's not sleep on these on these Kansas City Chiefs, man. Three Super Bowls in the last six years, or three trips to the Super Bowl in the last six years. Mm -hmm. uh, won two of them. Uh they were a bad play, like an offsides penalty away from going to four Super Bowls out of the last six years, uh, in that right. game against the Patriots. Uh, and so much like Ray, I am going with the Chiefs. Uh, to be the AFC representative. I think, you know, the fact that they lost in week one, that is not indicative of the season. Uh, I think they'll they'll get things right with Chris Jones. Mm -hmm. I think Travis Kelsey coming back, like that makes a difference to that offense uh, in, a, in a way that few players can. Uh, so I got the Chiefs coming out of the AFC, then in the NFC. It's a lot of teams. Well, it's not actually a lot of teams. It's three teams. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, You know, you got the Eagles. Mm -hmm. the, the defending NFC champions. I think they got a shot. You got these 49ers. Mm -hmm. they, they bad, Ray. They bad. bad yeah. mm -hmm. But my prediction, don't, don't you say it. Don't. led by the NFL yeah. MVP, oh, no. the Dallas Cowboys roll oh. up on the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC championship game. And, and I'm a Vince Russo book this, Ray. <laughs> Dak gets hurt on the first play of the game. And who comes off the sideline to lead the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? Trey Lance. <laughs> Cowboys, <laughs> Chiefs, book it. You heard it here first. It's a swerve, bro. Listen, yeah. bro. What <laughs> if, what if Dak gets hurt, bro, and then we bring in Trey Lance to beat the team that kicked him to the curb, bro? <laughs> and you know, come on now, Nate. And you know, we we're we're brethren within the DMV. And you know, I'm a Commanders fan. You know, my hatred. That's the last <laughs> thing I wanted to hear you say. It's so I mean, they, they got the MVP on the, on their side. I, I can't fight it down. <laughs> so uh, those are our Super Bowl predictions. Again, we'll revisit that uh, at the end of the season. But then the last category, and it's this is a wide open category, fellas. What is going to be your surprise story or surprise event or surprise player uh, from this season? And, and we can't say Aaron Rodgers because, uh, you know, that, that's already <laughs> happened. Uh, but 
is something, and it could be a good surprise or a bad surprise, Chris. Um, yeah, yeah. What is one thing that you think, when we look back on this season, we'll be like, wow, that is something we did not expect? Well, I already said the Jaguars were going to the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl. So I'm, so my prediction is going to be in line with that. Yeah. I, I do think the Jaguars are going to have um, their best season ever. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, I think they'll have their best season ever um, because I do think things are starting to move um, in the right direction for them. Um, and – this could be completely wrong too, you know, because it's, I don't think the cons have always done a great job uh, in ownership with, with the Jags also. So it's kind of yeah. like, I'm going out on a limb for, for TK <laughs> um, and um, a TK for this prediction. If you want to, uh, you know, throw some guests over our way for, mm, uh, mm. or if you want to, you yourself want to come on the Kings of sport or, NWA, just just let us know. It's, it's yeah. a safe space now, TK. We ain't gonna talk about the Muffin Man no more. Besides tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? We got we got we got no choice. But tomorrow's the last time, though. <laughs> until, until until he goes to uh, New York. Yes, yes. Uh, so Chris, Chris's surprise Ray is the Jaguars go back uh, or go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to cut in line and say my surprise, I got two of them. Number one, like I said, Dak Prescott is your NFL MVP. I don't think a lot of people have that down. Uh, And then my second surprise is, and this is more of a wish or a hope than a surprise. Yeah. uh, We know coaches get fired all the time, Ray. (laughs) My hope is that we're going to get a coaching uh, change somewhere near the mid to latter part of the season. I hope that spot gets filled by a black coach. Mm. And that coach is given the opportunity to return the next season as the official head coach and not the interim head coach. So that's my prediction, that we get another another black coach in the league due to somebody getting fired. Uh, and then I guess I'll give you a third one, which is not, not really a surprise because it happens all the time. Uh, Mike Tomlin will again finish, despite the loss in week one, uh, mm-hmm. with a record above 500 because that's what Mike Tomlin does. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ray? What's what's your surprise uh, for for the NFL season? What's the saying? You know what, Ray? If and, and, and I, I hate to do this to you, Ray. <laughs> I hate to throw you under the bus on on a podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I feel like Stephen A. Smith talking about Max Kellerman. Uh, <laughs> but if you were if you were a better producer, Ray, Uh-oh. we would have had like imaging for this surprise segment. We could have called it "Oops, pal, surprise." And had like the, <laughs> the 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 rap from the Chappelle show in the background. So you got to get better at your, at your job, Ray. I know you just started today, and you didn't even know you were gonna start today. But you got to tighten up, rookie. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll make sure to uh, hook you up with some stills for next time too. So this will be a team effort, man. <laughs> well, one band, one sound. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, um. Yeah, as far as you guys, uh, as far as you mentioned in the Steelers, what what are usual? What's the usual saying? There are only two things that guarantee life, death, or death taxes, and Mike Tomlin finishing over five hundred. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to be added. Um, wow, Nate, you got your MVP leading the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 
What's his name? Uh, I, I don't know why I forgot your name, Professor. Don't, Chris. don't, don't shame me. Chris, you got my MVP leading <laughs> your team to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. And this is one 0-1 team that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet. I don't think the Los Angeles Chargers are going to make the the playoffs. Mm. Well, you oh. okay. You you didn't got something started now, right? No, you didn't get it started. What you did was you stole uh, my prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just think all this hype around all this hype around Justin Herbert. I mean, Mm. I think he's a he's a terrific quarterback. Yeah, good quarterback. Getting held back by his coach, Mm. and I just don't think like he's getting the right weapons put around him. I think, I, I I just think that they're they're just. And, so what you're saying and, is Justin Herbert needs Coach Prime. <laughs> but I but I don't know how that would work because if yeah if, he's gonna bring Shadour in right he Shadour would be the starting quarterback and he'd he'd convert uh, Herbert to a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> there we go, mix it up a little bit, you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just think. And now that I think about it, I think that one LA team is going to kind of have a, a fall for grace. And I don't know if anybody else is looking at the other LA team. Mm. I think the Rams, if every again, fingers crossed, knock on wood, everyone stays healthy. I think they can really make a big push. I don't think they're going to beat or I don't think they're going to take the division over the 49ers, but I do think, especially after seeing how uh, Seahawks performed last yeah. week um, and Geno screaming for his life when they got hit by ah, Aaron Donald, ah, ah. <laughs> it's like, man, if all the key pieces stay healthy throughout the season, they can make a run and they can get back to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to beat the 49ers, but I think don't be surprised. My surprise is don't be surprised Mm. if the Rams end up in the NFC Championship. Ray pulled a reverse surprise on us. (laughs) Okay, okay. So those are our NFL predictions. We'll catch up with them at the end of the season to see how close we were uh, to being right about them. Uh, but, 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 you know, I feel like... There's some other topics we need to talk about before we get out of here this week, fellas. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And again, you know, we, we're going to save a lot of the wrestling stuff for tomorrow night because we got a big show uh, coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern, post-wrestling, uh, the NWA podcast, Chris, myself, and I believe the return of the youngest in charge, uh, Andrew Thompson, the nephew, will be back. Uh, and and so we'll, we'll be talking about a lot of what's gone down uh, in the world of uh, pro wrestling, uh, of course, we're talking CM Punk. We're gonna be talking The Rock. We're gonna be talking TKO. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot. Jade, Jade, talking Jade. We we'll be talking about like uh, uh, I'm I'm sure like I'm, I'm gonna carve out at least 20 minutes of the program, Ray, to talk about Nia Jax on these streets. So it's gonna be a big program tomorrow <laughs> night, ladies and gentlemen, over at Post Wrestling. So be sure to check that out. Shout out to John and Way. But before we get out of here this week, uh, I want to spin it around the room, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. And and 
you know, it could be a football topic, basketball topic, uh, could be just a pop culture topic. Uh, is there anything we want to talk about uh, that that's kind of been on your mind this week? So, uh, Chris, you are the professor. Uh, you got the fancy office. You got the Coach Prime upgrade. Uh, tell us, <laughs> tell us what's on your mind this month, brother. Well, for me, the number one thing that's been uh, getting on my nerves, there's a few things. I've been thinking a lot about um, the union strike with SAG and AFTRA mm. um, going um, like um, with Bill Barr and um, Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. going back to work. Um, that's just like, I, I don't understand why you are in a union if um, – you're doing shit like that, but mm-hmm. you know, I could table that for now. Cause right now my number one issue at the moment is the, the bullshit narrative that I'm seeing from a lot of um, white neoliberals, um, wh- white men in particular, um, Josh Barrow, I think that's the journalist's name. Um, a couple of cats from MSNBC say this idea that uh, Joe Biden should replace Kamala Harris. This isn't a new thing either. I've heard Bill Maher say the Kamala problem and mm-hmm. just, just a lot of nonsense in regards to that. Um, I, I want to just say this to people. The easiest way for Joe Biden to lose in 2024 would be for him to replace Kabbalah Harris mm-hmm. with someone else. That yeah. is just such a boneheaded thing. And this is a thing that uh, a lot of Democrats and some progressives got to understand about politics. When you vote for a politician, you are voting for them for eight years. All of these like primary challengers on the Democrat side that Joe Biden, Marion Williamson, is not winning shit. Um, RF, RFK Jr. is not going to win anything. This is this is not a me being a hater. This is mathematics. Okay, um, these people are are um, are jokes. They're not going to beat Joe Biden. So we have to get used to that idea. Joe Biden is not firing. Kamala Harris. Nope. The last time that happened was Abraham Lincoln, I think, with uh, Andrew Jackson. Um, And Jackson ended up being one of the most racist presidents (laughs) ever after Uh Lincoln was assassinated. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm I'm just saying, and I don't like, and and there's a lot of people just, uh, like, Joe Biden got 81 million votes with Kamala Harris on his side, right. you know, if one of these white women were were doing what they were supposed to do, <laughs> they would be on his side, you know. Like they're like th- that's Kamala Harris has proven to be a winner, and I've and my um homegirl uh, Reese Colbert, um shout out to her. She's on the Roland Martin show, and she's mm. got her own serious XM show. We follow each other. Um, she's the homegirl. Um, she she made she made a point saying that like um, people who have ran away from Kamala Harris 
do not win elections. So we're talking mm. about Democrats. We're talking about uh, Karen Bass. Karen mm. Bass in, uh, in Los Angeles, she leaned into uh, uh, Kamala Harris and she ended up beating um, Rick Caruso for mayor. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Mand Mandela Barnes told Biden's people that he didn't want Joe Biden or Kamala Harris coming to uh, Wisconsin mm -hmm. um, to be one of his uh, sur surrogates. And he ended up losing. And then the lady, the sister from North Carolina, she listened to some bad um, political workers, um, consultants, and she lost. So Kamala Harris, um, she's not perfect, but Joe Biden isn't perfect either. Um, that That's who we got. Uh, for, mm -hmm. for at least four more years. So support them. Tell them what you want. That's the most important thing. Tell them what you want and how you want them to go about doing it because political change is incremental. It doesn't happen all at once. But the one thing that you can't do is is expect any, every four. And whenever this happens again in the future, I'm just going to tell you, whoever we vote for, in the first four years <laughs> is who's got to be, you know, it's right. It, they're there for a while just because Joe, Bi Joe Biden is old. He was old in 2020. Motherfucker. Yep. yep. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you, you, you knew this. So, right. Right. Like, what, what's the deal? And, and I think on our old, the, the political show we used to do today, we said that this guy he, there's a chance that he might not run, but when you get that, Joe Biden has been wanting to be president his whole adult life. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, he's he's tried at least three other times. He <laughs> he was he lucked his way into the presidency because Hillary Clinton lost. Hillary if Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016, we would have had her for two terms, and Joe Biden would have never ran for president. Mm -hmm. But he found a a way to get in because the people asked for him. He won. Yep. Now, shout, out to, you, shout out to Jim Clyburn. Yeah, Jim Clyburn yeah. in South Carolina. Do you, do you think that this guy is going to just be like, oh, after going for this, he's been senator for decades. He was, <laughs> um, he was um, um, trying to be president back in 2004 back before even that 2012 he, he this guy's not 2012 but um 20 um oh eight he mm. got he, he's tried a bunch of times to be president you think he's just giving that shit up <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just not gonna happen man be realistic people uh, so, <laughs> so what you're saying is joe is not gonna pull a cm punk nah, nah not <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah joe joe biden is in it for for the long haul and i and i just um and and, it, and and these conversations get annoying, you know. Um, it's annoying when I talk to people who don't really, um, who are very politically politically illiterate. Mm -hmm. um, and it's annoying with those people, but it, it's it's even more annoying with people who know better, um, mm -hmm. who who repeat these these kind of uh, nonsense uh, delusions of grandeur or whatever. And and the thing with Kamala, you know, and then we'll get Ray's uh, thoughts uh, in terms of what he wants to speak on before we get out of here. Like Kamala was just in Hampton the other day, like right yes. down the street uh, at HU talking with uh, the students and everything. And true story, 
so the the shop that I work at for my my mm-hmm. shoot job, yeah. it's right on Warwick Boulevard, which is one of the main stretches in Newport News. And mm-hmm. so, if you go straight down Warwick Ray, after about 15, 20 minutes, you're gonna get into Hampton. It's a straight shot. Gotcha. Yeah. When I looked out the window of the shop I work at, mm-hmm. traffic was backed up for an yeah. hour. Wow. Yeah, my my, uh, my my father-in-law said the same thing. Traffic uh, was backed up for yeah. an hour. So, like, my manager went to go get us uh, lunch because, you know, we're so busy at the shop that we don't even have time to take lunch breaks. Like, I feel like that should be a federal yeah. law, but, I, but, yeah. but I'm not, I, I ain't going yeah. to say too much about that, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, she went to go get lunch uh, at uh, – she was going to pick up Arby's for everybody. Arby's is, like, 10 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. Traffic was so backed up, she couldn't get to Arby, so she's like, let me cut this U-turn right here and just go to the wing spot that's like five minutes down the road and get wings for everybody. It took her an hour to get wow. to and back yeah. because traffic was so backed up because the vice president was in town. And so, mm-hmm. like I, as Chris said, Kamala, like, no politician really is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people seriously underestimate, I think, the popularity of Kamala Harris, particularly among women, particularly among black women, uh, even black women that have a disagreement with Kamala's politics sometimes, they're not going to let you talk about Kamala. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, they, there is something, like, mm-hmm. black people take a vested interest when black people get to these positions. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, like, I, I feel like it would be, it would be the, like, to me, that would be one of the few things Joe could do to yeah. Mess up getting reelected, Chris, because because if, uh-huh. if if it is Trump again, like we we just we've already seen this game, like mm-hmm. Joe's gonna win again. Uh, but I think that if if Joe kicked Kamala to the curb, that might be something that de-energizes uh, your black electorate enough that Trump can kind of sneak through the margins. Right, yeah. and that's the thing too. It's, it was funny about this too is that they're saying like this idea that oh, if he would have got Gretchen Whitmore or any. Mm. Big Gretch. Black women are winning. Like, yeah, but like, and I like Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, I like, she's cool. Yeah, I, I like all of those people. Elizabeth Warren, they're fine, mm-hmm. but, but black women it's are What's the girl, a uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar? Like, she's cool. Klobuchar, she cool. oh, yeah. cool. Klobuchar, she's fine. She but ain't black, no Kamala, though. Yeah, yeah, black women are having are, are having a moment, man. Um, And black, that was one of the demands of black women, because I don't yes. even think um, like Roland Martin was saying this the other day, and I agree. I don't think Joe Biden necessarily wanted to pick Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to pick uh, Gretchen uh, Whitmer from uh, Michigan. Um, and then uh, after having a talk with uh, James, James Clyburn, maybe Kay had a come to Jesus moment. We saved you. <laughs> you because, to- yeah. Remember what we were talking, we were doing the 2020 and Kamala Harris just, she was, she was polling. Well, yeah. she wasn't like uh, her, her fundraising was the same and she just dropped out for whatever reason. And I'm, I still am of the belief, I can't get uh, Simone Sanders or anybody to admit this out loud, but I am of the belief that she dropped out early because she knew Mm -hmm, Joe Biden mm -hmm. was going to pick her to be vice president, you know? Mm. Um, And um, she she had a a path that she was following. Um, And uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, Ray, go ahead and uh, say your piece, man. 
Oh, well, I, I, I mean, I did want to ask a quick question, I, and you yeah. might have brought it up briefly, but had, was there something specifically? Why is there a specific thing why they're targeting Kamala, and or is it just the overall job that she's been doing so far? Like, what, what's the impotence behind people wanting her out? It's just, um, to me, it is just um, political racism. Because um, mm. I can't really think of another sound reason. Um, she doesn't poll the highest, but I think yeah. that's a lot of that is on. The, I think um, it's political racism, Chris. But also, yeah. and I and we've talked about this before. I don't know why, but when it comes to like the prognosticators mm -hmm. uh, in 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 the political arena, the conservative prognosticators are bold, like bold beyond they reasonably have a right to be. Whereas right. a lot of your Democratic uh, predictors, they, they 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 predict scared, Chris. And yeah, like, yeah. There's always like, oh, well, this we we got to make sure we we change something so that way we we won't lose. And it's like, mm, right. I, I don't think that's the case. Right. Yeah, and I think, and I also think if conservatives weren't threatened by Kamala Harris, mm. they would just shut up about her. They, they just wouldn't talk about her. The fact that they keep talking about her, you had um, fucking uh, Nikki Haley yes. uh, saying that um, don't elect Joe Biden because if he dies, <laughs> then uh, Kabbalah that's Harris will, that's will be That's a wild president. thing to say. Yeah, yeah. It's real, like a real bold, bold AF too, you know? Um, but but that's kind of like the what they're trying to do is they're using her as a point to scare to bring out a lot more white males mm -hmm. and then get get a lot of Russian bots and people like that to just make up lies about her. Because I did I did a lot of research on her when we were doing the other show. Kamala Harris is not um, just this anti-black person that people have tried to make her out to be. And you got people um, on, and they can't point to anything tangible either, man. I, could, I, I pointed, I think I, I found a total of one case that she did that I thought could have been done a little bit differently. Right. Um, but it wasn't like um, just, oh, this woman is just putting uh, black people um, in jail left and right, black men in jail left and right. But that's the narrative that's getting spun mm -hmm. by the white media and it's getting fed, sped, fed to black people. And then oh, um, you, the, the goal for, um, conservatives is never to win the majority of black people because that's just not where they're at politically their goal is to chip off um like right. maybe one or two percent of the electorate and have them vote for um vote for uh the white guys instead of um kamala because i'm gonna tell you this right now what what these dumbass Republicans don't understand? Mm -hmm. Donald Trump isn't picking any minority or woman to be his vice president. Mm -hmm. um, not, he, it's not going to be Nikki. Not not pick me, Nikki. It's not going to be Nikki. <laughs> it's not going to be Marjorie. Carrie, yeah, ah. it's not going to be Marjorie. It's not going to be. Here's the thing with 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 Joe Biden or Donald Trump. This is the way he works historically. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, um, Donald Trump has to be the star of the show. Right. Mm -hmm. he, he's not going to pick somebody like a Vivek Ramaswamy who, mm. who's, who's 
not a good politician is is pretty dumb with the things he says if you actually really probe him yes. but he's but he's very good with his words and he's better with his words at donald trump and i don't think donald trump wants to be usurped nope. by anybody that you know mike pence is a is a bland stand kind of guy you know he's he's not any kind of threat to donald trump he's not he's not a threat for his popularity he's not a threat for doing anything you know so i don't see donald trump even if he was advised to pick pick a woman or pick this person i Mm -hmm. I just see him going status quo Unless the Republican Party says it's absolutely necessary for you to pick a woman, and right. it's going to be the widest place. I'm saying it ain't going. If, if yeah. he's forced to pick a woman, it ain't going to yeah. be Nikki. It's going to be somebody yeah. like Marjorie or Lauren Boebert. Some yeah, these crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's, it's not gonna be any minority. No, who's no my girl minor- from uh, Atlanta that lost that Senate race? Kelly Loeffler. He gonna break Kelly, Kelly Loeffler. Loeffler. Oh, yeah, I can goodness. see it. Be, I can actually see it being her even more before I see it being a Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Bober because they will be the star of the show if it's one of those two. Yes, I, don't, yeah, I, I, I think Kelly Loeffler blends in enough to mm-hmm. where she could be on a Trump ticket. And not necessarily um, threaten him in any way, shape, or form as far as uh, popularity is concerned. Okay, uh, that that's my uh, pre- that's my gut instinct. You know, it'll, be, it'll either be Kelly Loeffler or Linda McMahon. Yeah, I could see it being Linda McMahon before I see it because Linda McMahon has always been bland. She's never been <laughs> even bland. when she's supposed to be playing a character. She's right, playing. yeah, like of all the McMahons that have appeared appeared on TV, she is the le- least charismatic <laughs> of all of them. Like she's I don't good. even think that's a debate. No, she's pretty much going to be like she was in the wheelchair for four right. years. She just. Yeah, and and if and and this is the thing, I don't even like. Are we going to even get the McMahons on TV uh, now that they've got the new ownership? Because I was I was just waiting for the day to for the for the grandsons and the granddaughters to (laughs) take over. I just knew that was coming within the next year or so. I I look at Declan, um, real popular on Instagram, um, and um, you know he's. He's always on the on the Twitter machine and stuff. I'm waiting for him to you know to, to be the next Shane. That's that's gonna be a storyline in ten years, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So the name on the contract says McMahon, but it's Declan McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray, uh, any yes, stories yes. Or, or, or topics you want to touch on before we get up out of here, man? Yeah, there were a couple things that um, kind of crossed my mind, especially as we were leading up to the show today. Um, like one thing is just like a general theme that has been on my mind um, is let's respect our women, guys. <laughs> let's, mm. let's, and um, we kind of brought this up a little bit with the whole Rick Steiner situation and, involving Giselle Shaw. Yeah. And now we're hearing things. Um, with Mel Tucker and the Michigan State debacle mm-hmm. and how now they're reprimanding him only after a USA Today mm-hmm. report comes out. And it's like, I think 
people may be like, well, that that's more that's more he said, she said, and um he said it was consensual, and she said this, and so like people try to kind of pass that thing off. Um, but what really can't be passed off is what's going on with uh Kevin Porter from uh Houston and his uh allegations with the abuse, the physical abuse that he did with his girlfriend. And it's just like, whether it's cisgender women or whether it's transgender women, women of all kinds, we just need to respect our women. And specifically, and I know we, we're a podcast where, as you say at the beginning, uh, Nate, we're the longest running episodic podcast with two or more African-Americans non-affiliated with a major network. And so we, we're going to side with our, our, our folks in the culture, especially black women. Um, Uncle Max says that they're the most disrespected and, and mm-hmm. most um, like underrated and underappreciated uh, group of people in the world. And we need to just treat our women better, especially black women. Um, that was that was one of the main things that I wanted to touch on. And another thing that I did want to bring up was this thing involving Jim Trotter, who was formerly of NFL media. He's a, a writer and a um, broadcaster, and he's now with The Athletic. And just now this saga with him taking on the NFL in court now. And yeah. We, we got this thing going on already with Brian Flores, and um, we, we, we talked about black coaches and not being too many black coaches and not being too many um, – black uh gms uh in, or black people in powerful yeah. within teams mm-hmm. and while the commissioner and while the league office can say well that's up to the teams like we can only do so much we put the rooney rule in like there's only so much we can do but then when it comes to this with jim trotter who's actually yeah. working for the league office and he's working under like their media banner and when he's coming up to you and he's telling you after like discreetly telling it with his superiors behind closed doors, now he's coming straight up to you, Roger Goodell, and he's trying to hold you accountable with having more African-Americans in the newsroom, having more right. black uh, media assistants in the mm-hmm. newsroom. And he came up to you not once, but twice. twice. Yeah. Just as Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl before that, and there has been no change. And and of course, they're going to be like, well, change, it, it, it takes some time, and you just got to wait. Mm-hmm. But Martin Luther King said, wait almost <laughs> always means never. And so, yeah. I mean, you can't have one more person? Like, you can't have one black person? That's change. That's right. It's rough change, but that's change. Like they couldn't even hire one more person, and so that's what Jim Trotter is trying to. Um, you know, times is tight right now, Ray. It's not like yeah. the NFL has a lot of money to spend. Right. They, they, you know, profits are down. Oh, oh, wait, they're not. You know, I yeah, know. yeah. Can we spend a second on this because I do have a, a yeah. lot of, and I, I'm surprised I didn't even bring it up in our uh, in our uh in our brainstorming session. <laughs> but yeah, this stuff with Jim Trotter. Okay, so here's the thing with with the, with the Jim Trotter stuff that, that annoys me is that he asked a question and got fired for it. Mm-hmm. That's the, the bottom line. He asked the question in a press conference 
and then all of a sudden loses his job. So it's it's we're, we're in this state now where we can't even ask questions. And then right. um, this is this Jim Trotter is is a real deal journalist. He's one of the best people um, in this profession. Um, someone who I um, if I was a full time journalist, I, I would aspire to be like him. Um, mm-hmm. And NABJ um, voted him as person of the year, which is also gets on my nerves because I think Roland Martin brought this up as well. They voted for him as person of the year. And then after they saw what the NFL did to him, they did not admonish the NFL and call them their worst people after Mm -hmm. doing that. You know, this, 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 this kind of shit can't happen. Um, the way the NFL has been carrying on. It's like you, and, and, and you're not even trying to be subtle about it. You know, you, you this guy asks a question and all of a sudden he's got no job anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it's, we, we, yeah, legally you might be able to do, to do it, but it's, it's unethical as fuck. And um, it, it's 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 real disrespectful, and this is why we have to support um, black media. This is one of the thing reasons why we have to make sure that um, we are supporting um, black owners in media, uh, black people in media. You know, just in case something. I don't think that we're ever going to be in a situation where. Um, People are we're we're just gonna get kicked to the curb, but you know ownership is important, and the yeah. ownership is important for reasons like what's just happened with Jim Trotter, and that's and like this story has been pissing me off for the last couple of months. So I'm glad that you uh, brought it up, uh, Ray. Yeah, yeah like no- like you said, Jim Trotter is is somebody who's universally respected uh, by everyone except for his employers uh, or <clears throat> former employers. Yeah. Uh, and I think not only is there the racial component, Chris, but also like the fact that this dude is trustworthy, right? He's yeah. somebody you can believe the words that he that he says or the words that he writes. And yeah. I think one of the things that the NFL was kind of a little ticked off about, probably, is uh, what he said about that Bills uh, Bengals game, right? You know, the oh, game yeah. that Demar Hamlin got injured in, and uh, you mm-hmm. know he's like the NFL didn't want me to say that they wanted to resume the game, mm-hmm. uh, which to me sounds like it should be a pretty big deal. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if, okay. if, if, you know, you just saw this dude, we didn't know at the time, uh, you know, what, what the outcome was going to be for DeMar, but yeah. like that could have been the last down of football. The guy played, let alone that could have been like, he could have not woken up the next day. Like, right. We don't know yeah. how serious that situation could have been with DeMar Hamlin. And you just want to play a game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like the fact that, they kind of kept Jim silent on that, and I feel yeah. like it is it is so hard. And this is a larger conversation for another day, but it's something Chris has experienced. I've experienced it. I'm sure Ray's experienced it. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have experienced it. When you, whenever you are the other in a workplace, uh, and in corporate America, being an other tends to be either racial or uh, gender, or uh, you know, could be religious or could be. Uh, your sexual orientation, like right. if you're the other, basically meaning you're not a straight white guy. Right. If you are the other, 
it yeah. is so hard to do your job effectively because and I think you know we mentioned Dominic Foxworth earlier, and I love you know listening to his show because uh, he's somebody who again I feel like is able to say the things that we are all thinking, uh, but people actually you know take what he says maybe with a little bit more gravity because of who he is. Mm-hmm. And Dominic Foxworth always says that if you are a black person in corporate America, you're always doing two jobs. Because you're doing whatever the position that you uh, have been hired to do, whatever the job requirements are of that position, Chris. Yeah. But then you're also being black in corporate America, which is its own job that you don't get paid for. And mm-hmm. so I think you know when you look at this Jim Trotter situation, it's it's disheartening. You know, it's sad, mm-hmm. and you know we we want the best for the brother and hope he comes out of this on the other side, but. You know, it just goes to show you again, like the NFL is all about protecting the shield. And regardless of what's being done behind the shield, they don't want you to think about that. They don't want you to think about racial discrimination when it comes to hiring. They don't want you to think about, uh, you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick and and his protest and and how we handled that. They don't want you to think about the violence of this game. Right. They don't want you to think about these players, primarily a lot of young black players, uh, Mm -hmm. giving up their lives for this game for our entertainment. Uh, so it is. It, it's a no-win situation for Trotter, uh, and yeah, the NFL has to do better, man. They do. They, they really do. Um, like you said, it's a. Um, is that my? Oh, is that, that's Roger Goodell that's, coming after us. Uh, okay. yeah, like, let's, let's shut yeah. this down now. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where we we um, we exist in this space. Um, Media is often called the fourth branch of government mm-hmm. um, because we are supposed to act like that. We're, we're supposed to be a check and balance on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, Jim Trotter um, isn't like, I don't think his thing was let's just let's bury the NFL. Right. Let's figure out why these mechanisms are not, where they should be and how do we work about getting them fixed? The problem with the NFL is they just don't see a problem, you know? Um, and this is the, like the tight work rope we have to walk um, in not just in the NFL, but in sports. Cause tomorrow um, when we do uh, the NWA podcast, um, I'm going to have a lot to say about the Jay Cargill situation because mm. I'm not I'm I'm not 100% right sure if she's doing the right thing or not but we'll talk about that more but then but that's just the thing about being black right is you mm. have to you have to take into consideration um what could happen to you if you leave one job and go to another job or if you ask questions at one job how's mm-hmm. it going to affect you in the whole um sector you know um and i think that's one of the things that jim trotter um i know he took it into account i'm sure he did but it's 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 one of those things that that's always a a real thing for um, us black folks, man, we have to like, there's a delicate way. Like I go back to what the, the new day stuff that we used to always 
like I remember we hated that thing, like with the <laughs> with all this stuff in the beginning. Um, we would kings of sport. Anytime I'd come on here, I'd be like, "Yeah, this shit's got to stop" or whatever. <laughs> and the way the way they navigated it was right. was playing along until they became popular enough to be like, "Okay, now." This is how we want to do things, you know. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's going to be able to do that. Not right. like when it when it comes to like Jim Trotter. I would Jim Trotter is somebody I'd love to like just talk to and pick his brain. Not even on camera, just to kind of get an understanding of um, how he went about talking about that, because that's not yeah. an easy thing to talk about. Um, Cause you know you can lose your job doing that. The NFL has a way of mm-hmm. um, doing stuff like that. It's like it's almost like I'm not, I don't want to compare. I don't want to like you know how in Russia how uh, Vladimir Putin how people just end up getting pushed off. Of, like oh he slipped and fell off of this banana pill and fell off this balcony. Yeah, fell right. out of the open window. Yeah, fell mm-hmm. out of the open window or the plane just magically crashed. They had mechanical issues. They ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the NFL has those kind of things that happen in that league also. So mm-hmm. I'll just leave the it. The NFL stands for not for long if you keep talking shit. That's, <laughs> what, that's what Roger Goodell said. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> shout out to that brother Jim Trotter, man. And, and, and anybody who has to kind of navigate those waters, man, we definitely feel for you. Uh, my final thing is something I promoted in the uh, episode description. And, uh, you know, I know Chris, he is the mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. When when he's out doing shows like this and when he's out teaching, Karen Bass holds it down. But Chris really run that city. Uh, <laughs> so, Chris, I'm going to take a shot at your city, though, real quick, because yeah. a lot of people in Los Angeles, a lot of Los Angelinos, Chris, think that they got the National League MVP in their city, Mookie Betts. We love that man, Mookie yeah. Betts. Salute to that brother. But I will tell you, Chris, there is one man who truly deserves that award more so than Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Uh, I don't know why I t- changed Mookie Betts into Becky Lynch all of a sudden. <laughs> Big time Betts. Big time Betts. <laughs> uh, uh, but but the one man in all of baseball in the National League that deserves that award more than Mookie Betts lives in Braves country, Chris. And that's Ronald Acuna Jr., mm. brother hitting 333, 37 home runs. 61 stolen bases, Chris. 61 mm-hmm. has an outside shot of being uh, only the fifth member, I think, of the 40-40 club. So uh, to me, Ronald Acuna has been having a great season. It looks like the Braves and the Dodgers, Chris, are on the collision course again to mm-hmm. meet in the National League Championship for an opportunity to go back to the World Series. But uh, I wanted to spend some time on this show giving love to Acuna and these Braves winning their sixth straight National League East title, man. Like this team, uh, you know, they won the World Series a couple years ago and Acuna was hurt for most of that season. So yeah. it didn't really feel like he was a part of the team, even though he was there. But uh, this team right now with Acuna, with Matt Olson, who used to play for your Dodgers, Chris, yeah. uh, with uh, our boy Ozzy Albies. Like this Braves team is stacked. And and I, like I said, I think the Braves and the Dodgers – are locks to meet up in the in the uh, NL Championship Series, Chris. So, what you got to say about that, brother? I, I'm waiting for it, man. Bring it on, man. The the, the Braves used to be my uh, favorite, one of my favorite teams uh, back in the uh, '90s when I 
when I moved to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, there was just we it went from Prime Sports mm-hmm. in the West Coast to Fox Sports South. Um, it was just Fox Fox uh, Sports South at first, and then it turned to Fox Sports South. So all I was getting was Braves games. Um, and, and, and I became a fan of them back then with, uh, David justice and mm-hmm. he, was, he was dating this fine ass semi-known actress named Halle Berry back <laughs> then, ended up getting married to her or whatnot. But yeah, this is a, this is a, this that, is a, we'll talk about that. We, we don't need to go any further with that story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause then they had all kind of marriage problems and then. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about, but yeah, but but but, but, but when it was, but when it, <laughs> but when it was paradise, it was paradise. Um, but yeah, man, um, the Braves, man, just such a storied uh, franchise. The Dodgers, man. Yo, why Chris just brought up Dave Justice? Is it just me, or did Dave Justice look like the baseball version of Maven? Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, I, I can see that because he's such like David Justice was like such a, a pretty boy. Yeah, and uh, but it was like, um, like I don't think you had to be in the '90s to understand the popularity of David Justice, right? Like, you can make a valid argument that in Halle Berry's early days, he put. Halle Berry on the map because she mm-hmm. was doing like she was doing movies like um like uh the um Last Boy Scout and right. she did Jungle Fever and stuff and those maps maps <laughs> and she was those were good movies but she when, wasn't Halle Berry yet yeah when you saw her on the red carpet with David Justice and you saw David Justice and you were like who is this ridiculously fine ass woman that he's with <laughs> you know it was mm-hmm. it was just on another level man um and they, <laughs> it, it, yeah so so this is gonna be you know this i i do feel this this uh nl battle is is a long time coming man um and i'm like low key Dave's dodgers has been a good rivalry like the last five years because i want to say it was like five yeah. years ago the braves had the, or maybe four years ago the Braves yeah. and the Dodgers met in the NLCS and had yeah. like a 3-1 lead on the Dodgers and then ended up blowing it. And then yeah. two years ago, the Braves and the Dodgers met again in the NLCS and the Braves beat them to go yeah. to the World Series. So, like, this feels like a little little rivalry we got going on now, Chris. Right, man. So, yeah, we just uh, just follow, see where the tea leaves fall, man. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Mookie Betts doing his doing his damage and me and him got that Tennessee connection too. So, yeah. <laughs> Big time bets. Big time yeah. bets. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. I like Mookie Betts uh Ray, but uh again to reiterate my point, he ain't the MVP this year. That's, <laughs> no. that's that man Ronald Acuna Jr. And also didn't um he Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't he hit like his 30th home run on the same day he got married? Yes. Got yeah, married, yeah. hit his thirtieth home run. Why he still went in to work? I don't know. Like I was, <laughs> but yeah, yeah that, that's, that's that what champions amazing. do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he already got one ring. Now he well, technically he got two rings because he did get a World Series ring. Then he got his wedding ring. Now he trying to get three rings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- Black baseball is what we want to see. Uh. <laughs> yeah, baseball is better when when there's more black people like 
thriving in it, man, because it just mm-hmm. makes the game more fun. Hate to say it, you know, like well, I actually I don't hate to say it, but nah, not you at know, all. <laughs> some of y'all hate to hear me say it. Uh, but speaking of that, real quick, I will give a uh, plug for MLB The Show. Like, if you played MLB The Show this year, they've got a really cool mode in the game this year called the Negro Leagues. Oh, and okay. it's like cool. you can play as like Jackie Robinson, Satchel Paige, uh, Buck O'Neill. Like, it, each guy like has like a four or five chapter story where you play games and big moments from their careers. And then at the end of it, if you complete it, you win like their card to play on uh on like the nba the mlb the show version of my team Mm. you can put them on your my team and so it's a cool uh cool addition to the game and like i'm one of these days chris like that's the thing if if i if i had more time like i think i would have like a show either on the main feed or on the uh patreon where we did a dive into the negro leagues man because to me we have to some of the most fascinating Right. baseball stories you'll ever hear is from them dudes in the negro league yeah and the people do, and people act like the 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 negro leagues on its own was rivaling what they were doing in the mlb it yeah, wasn't right. it wasn't a situation where oh um the mlb was always better than right. um than the negro leagues the negro leagues had a lot of stars mm-hmm. um a lot of the best players um and We're selling out stadiums yeah yeah and if you read a lot of scholars um black scholars some people say that um th- that jackie robinson going to the dodgers and um integrating the um um integrate MLB really hurt uh, yes, black yes. people you know what I'm saying this yeah. is this is this is a deep deep uh conversation yeah. it, and and the crazy thing is like yeah. Jackie Robinson and again we're not saying this to take any shade uh yeah, yeah, away yeah, from Jackie yeah. Robinson yeah. like dude was great but Jackie Robinson was maybe like the 10th or 15th best player in right. the Negro Leagues, right? Yeah, that's how people they, say that. Yeah. That's yeah. how good the Negro Leagues were. Yeah, people like Satchel Page, Josh Gibson, yeah, uh, like cats like that that was out here balling. But Jackie was the right guy for the right time, yeah, to yeah. break that barrier. Right, yeah, and then that, like, and again, with with the, when when that barrier got broken, um, we, I mean, you you got to understand, like, you have black owners in the um and yep. uh, the Negro Leagues that were thriving. Uh, communities being built up because of, of the Negro Leagues and um, the ML and when MLB came, that that was ultimately the best move to make. But is to integrate yeah. uh, Major League Baseball. But a lot was lost when that happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully one of these days we can we can do a deep dive on that because it's it's um, a, a great great um story i'm glad that you said deep down because i think now i'm picturing this show maybe it's a maybe it's a couple episodes in my mind it's gonna be you me uh ray if he plays his cards right Uh, (laughs) and and we 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 should probably get rich fan in on this man because i think rich fan would have some good insight on this topic as well yeah 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 and maybe we could find somebody that plays baseball too that could like um Mm -hmm. Let that could uh, give us some insight too. Hopefully, Where's David Justice at now. Let's yeah, get David ho- Justice. Hopefully, hopefully, I could find we could find like a like an old head or somebody that yeah. could just like give us some insight on um, on the Negro Leagues, man. Because, yeah, man. Like, like I think um, if you watched uh, 
still to this day, this is one of my favorite documentaries. Uh, it's a long ass documentary, but it's great. Uh, the first baseball documentary Ken Burns did back in the day. Yeah, it was like a nine part series. I want to say every part was actually I think it was like ten parts because he had an extra innings episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like every episode was two hours. So it's like 19, 20 hours worth of a documentary on baseball. And there's at least one or two episodes that kind of focus on black players in the Negro Leagues and, and just kind of the impact and the importance and the legacy yeah. of, of those players, man. So, yeah, like the, it's a fascinating topic to think about, Chris. And Yeah, like, it is. Like you said, when Jackie got into the majors, it was kind of the beginning of the end for the Negro Leagues. And, and I think it's a great what if, right? Like what if instead of just taking one dude, we would have took like a crew of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then that way you would have like, like, but you know, it was, it was America at the time. So they was only going to take one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and they took Jackie. And I think, yes, obviously Jackie was the right choice. Cause not only did you have to be a good ball player, but you had to have the temperament to put up with a lot of that, oh, yeah. uh, the, the brofoonery, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To put up with that brofoonery from the owners, your teammates, the audience. And keep in mind, like, he was kind of like the Boy Scout. He was kind of like, oh, he's a he's a um four-sport athlete at UCLA. Mm-hmm. And also yeah. he went into the military. And like baseball he, was his second or third best sport, I think, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah. he's a clean cut military guy. It's like, oh, this this guy, he's just he's just Tailor made, he's the perfect, he's one of the good ones. Like <laughs> that's exactly what they yeah. thought. They're like, can we yeah. find one of the good ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and shout out to um his uh wife, uh Rachel, Rachel. Robinson. Yep. Um mm-hmm. 101 years old. Um yes, still going strong, still made it to the um when they opened. I really wish I could have went to this um when they opened up his um museum uh mm-hmm. in New York City. I think it was a year ago, man. Um, yeah, man, this is like the, 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 the Negro leagues, man, is just such a, um, a fascinating story that really hasn't been told the way that it probably should be told. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, just, just, just great, great stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll add that to the pile of things that we're going to get to one day. Eventually, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll either do a deep dive, like an episode, or we'll do like a couple of episodes on the Negro leagues. Uh, we'll put that in the pile with, uh, Ray, <coughs> Ray's unnamed, uh, combat sports show, which is still in development. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, Ray, Ray told me it was the right of strike. So, you know, he, he's still trying to work on some things without crossing picket lines like Bill Maher. And Drew Barrymore, so uh, yeah. we'll see uh, whenever that you know comes closer to fruition, we'll have more news on Ray's unnamed MMA show, uh, which that might actually end up being the title. Ray, I might make an executive decision. <laughs> Welcome to Ray's unnamed MMA show. Exactly, just like Washington, the Washington football team, and then it yeah. held on yes. for like two years. Like we might as well just keep it this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's edition, or this month's edition uh, of the Kings of Sport podcast. We've been getting a little bit better, though. Like, I noticed I was looking back at when the episodes had dropped. We went for like six months without an episode, and now we've been doing them at least once every month or at least once every two months. So we're getting better uh, with, with, with these episodes. But uh, before we get out of here, Chris, 
anything you want to promote uh, besides tomorrow night's edition of the NWA podcast? Uh, anybody you want to shout out? Uh, give give your girl with the uh, shirt. So, uh, oh, yeah, right. yeah. My girl, Slosson Girl, SlossonGirl.com. Uh, she's got these South Central Original shirts. Read her in print. She's got some very good interviews up. She did an interview with uh, comedian uh, Gary Owens, uh, ex-wife, um, mm. uh, and then she did an interview with um, with uh, one of those singers. Just look her up. She she works with um, Comedy Hype also. Oh. Um, she's she's just um, amazing. One of these days, I hope hope we could get her on this show. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to talk about um, the NWA podcast for tomorrow. That is going to be a packed show. Um, we can't escape the Phil news, so we got to talk about Phil. Mm. We got to talk about Jade. She yep. is she is this woman is at a crossroads in her life, probably not like one she's ever been Stay at with ever. The crossroads. Yeah, yeah. So we got to talk about her. That's what Jade said when she walked out of the locker room last night. And yeah. I'm gonna miss everybody. And I'm yeah, gonna miss yeah. everybody, <laughs> except for Britt. I'm gonna miss well, everybody. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. I don't like. Like all we know about Jade right now is she is allowing herself to hit free agency, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. When Sometimes that, free agents resign with the team that they were leaving. Yeah, every once in a while, not often, yeah. not often, but every once in a while, they do. Um, and I think she owes it to herself to talk to you know those other people. But that's the conversation for tomorrow, man. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward looking forward to talking about The Rock tomorrow because mm. he's I, I don't I don't like the way he was treated in the media with this Oprah stuff, man. Like. Talk about it tomorrow, because <laughs> we, we go on for another two and a half hours if we start talking about it today. Yes, the um, NWA podcast. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a can't miss episode. I'm telling you. Right. Yeah. We we got so many topics that we gotta um, deal with this year, man. And then the Rock might be the, uh, that story might not ever get finished, motherfucker. <laughs> Let y'all know right yeah. now. Well, we gonna talk about it tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I yeah. got some thoughts on, on your boy, on your boy Dwayne trying to come in here and, and take take a spot from a hardworking young brother named Cody Rhodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> gotta talk about that. I found the old gem online too that I knew, I didn't even know existed, but it's a The Rock um, putting a beat down on Damian Sandow and uh, Cody Rhodes. So. Mm. If y'all take look at that when y'all get a chance, we see you, Devontae. Sometimes you got to work twice as hard to get half as much, right? For real, man. It, real. It be your own people, crabs mm. in a barrel. Come on, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. just because just because your job ain't really hitting right now, Rock, you ain't got to come back and take my job, right? <laughs> we, we feel your pain, Cody. We feel it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rookie Ray, uh. You got anything to promote uh, besides these clips? I see you throwing up on Instagram and, and, and on the Twitter yeah, yeah. machine. Uh, what else you got to promote? Ray, shout out to uh, oh, follow Chris at, K at KMEZ Does It. Yeah, follow Twitter. me at KMEZ Does It. And I'm still trying to make it to Mania next year, too. So we'll see. Okay, so you can see the Rock in the main event. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I. We'll talk about that because <laughs> yeah, I, I got thoughts on that. I got I got a lot of thoughts that are running around. Like the thing about tomorrow's show 
as I and I think I can speak for probably all of us. I've got a lot of unsettled thoughts on a lot of these mm. issues going. Like a, one day I say, "Oh, Jay, yeah, definitely go to WWE," and then the next hour I'm like. I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> so you know, I think of people, people like Braden Walker, and mm. then I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Knock, knock, Ray, knock, knock. Ah, shit. <laughs> So I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Walker. I'm a teeth. Bite. What do you say? Yeah, well, they did my boy dirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> Ray, what you got, man? <laughs> uh, well, as you mentioned before, uh, Nate, I am posting uh, clips of both the NWA podcast and of Kings of Sport. Um, thank you for their permission. I appreciate that. And um, on my social media, at MondoDonda1, um, also, and I know Nate's going to mention it, um, yeah, that that Ray's unnamed pod, MMA podcast <laughs> and, <laughs> and the Negro League Deep Dive may be involved in a Patreon of a certain uh, network, mm. Nate? Mm, possibly. Mm. Could be. Keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah, no, and 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 here's here's another thing I'll say: keep your eyes open for. You might see Rookie Ray start to pop up on the NWA podcast more because I like not having to worry about uh, directing. So yeah, 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 yeah. We, we 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 actually no, actually no, I take that back because on the post streamyard, I think I'm the only one that has the uh, that has the uh, uh, credentials to access it and start everything. Come on, uh, come on, wait, come on, John. Yeah, we might need to talk to them because. Uh, or, or I could look. I could, yeah. I could just like give give Ray my credentials and then log in as a guest. But we'll like, a, like a Netflix <laughs> password. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we do, we do this. Yeah, this this stuff that we do is, um, yeah, I think Ray doing that helps. Yes. us out a lot. You know, you yes. already you already working seventy five hours a week. <laughs> Yeah. Man, yeah, man, they, 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 they got, they got me working harder than Cody Rhodes, man. I can't never finish. Yeah. I can't even start a story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to finish it. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we might, we might, we might have to talk about that because I might, we might have to do some, do some configurations to get Ray, to get get Ray up uh, an extra ten days on his contract. Yeah. I'm always yeah. here to help. Always. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as for me, you can find me at a multitude of places. Of course, the Kings of Sport. You listening to it right now? You watching it right now? Check out the Kings of Sport Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. Uh, if you want to spend more, I'm not going to stop you. You know, I, I let people do what they want. Uh, so if you want to spend more, we won't stop you. Uh, there's over 200 hours of audio and video. Uh, talking sports, politics, pro wrestling, pop culture. Got MCU reviews up there. There's a Hamilton live watch. There's the political show Chris mentioned, the 2020 twin, uh, where we talked about the uh, 2020 election. There's also the entire uh, series run of Keep It 100 from me and Brian Mann back mm -hmm. in the day on there. So there's a lot um, to sink your teeth into uh, on the Kings of Sport Patreon, so check that out. Also, check out as Chris mentioned, post-wrestling. Uh, post-wrestling, you should be checking them out anyway because they do good work. But tomorrow night, 
NWA podcast. It's going to be a banger. Me, Chris, the nephew, possibly Rookie Ray. Uh, we, we got so much to talk about, as Chris mentioned. CM Punk, uh, the TKO uh, merger being finalized. Jay Cargill, Cody Devontae Rhodes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Nia Jax back in the building, Ray. We got to talk about that. Tomorrow. Yeah, and we do, and we gotta talk about the PWI 500 too. No yes. blacks in the top yeah. 10. Unless yeah. you count Roman Reigns, which I kind of do. Kinda, but, me too. <laughs> yeah, but no, no blacks in the top yeah. 10. Yeah, got me looking at the PWI like uh bugging out was looking at the wall at South Pizzeria. How come you ain't got no brothers on the wall, PWI? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, not even Cody up there in top 10? No, he's not in he's he's in the top 10. He's uh-huh. 10. They, I, oh. I do, this is what to me. This is one of their controversial lists that they mm-hmm. do. Like when they put the fucking Miz at number one <laughs> oh, in 2011, yeah. like like that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So outside of Roman and Devontae and any other Samoans, like we ain't really got no <laughs> brothers in the mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No brothers. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about that as well tomorrow night. Seven o'clock Eastern around there, around those parts. Let's just say seven oh five, like TBS. Seven oh five Eastern. Uh, we'll be on post wrestling live, talking about the biggest stories of the month, and there were so many stories this month. So uh, you might want to pack a lunch or an extra dinner uh, if you're gonna sit down and watch that with us, because it's gonna be a we got we got things to say. We have thoughts. Uh, oh, meet so- us there. Beat us there. Uh, as as Jeff Hardy once said, be there or be triangular, brother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so check out uh, the NWA podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, tomorrow night on post. Uh, yeah. And then for everything else, you know, I'm over at Multiverse of Color, talking all things uh, black and nerdy. Uh, mm-hmm. I am also at the main event over at Place to Be Nation. Uh, and my football games, uh, football broadcasts have started back up. Yeah. We got one oh, game up. Oh, thank you, Chris, for, for you know building up these numbers. Uh, so our first game was last night, Warwick High School versus Mitchville High School. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it was a fun broadcast. Uh, Warwick has a chance to go undefeated this season and make it to the state championship. But that's something that you really don't care about because you're not in my city. But somebody somewhere <laughs> cares about that drama, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think we got four more football broadcast and then whatever playoffs happen we'll do those uh so you can check that out at nps telecom on youtube uh but other than that just follow me on twitter at in the number eight m-o-z-a-i-k at nate mosaic on twitter uh and that's gonna do it for this month's edition of the kings of sport podcast uh so yeah i think we had we had a good show fellas you know it was kind of uh spur of the moment thinking i think we may be playing this show like two or three days ago uh and and it came it came to fruition. Yeah, man, I'm I'm so glad that we got around to doing this, man. Hopefully, when we get like free time, this is something we can do. You know? Yes. Because yes, and and to the listener yeah. who's like, I wish there was a way we could help this show get more free time so they could give us more content and more of these conversations. Yeah. Sign up to the Patreon. That's the easiest way to help mm-hmm. us help you. As a uh, as our guy Jerry Maguire would say, because the more the more uh, uh, turnout we get for the Patreon, the less I have to turn up at work. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it there, Ray. Indeed, I'm just gonna leave it there <laughs> unless we get one of these Bluetooth uh, sponsorships or something. 
Yeah, yeah, like they, 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 they we'll talk about that off air, but <laughs> th- th- that's coming around. And 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 as uh Chris was saying uh before the broadcast, he had the uh, blue apron. People right, like, right, right, get right. That blue apron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be yeah. hungry too. Like, we gotta get the. Get the promo codes is what we can man. I'm telling look, and, and we can slip them in. It don't matter what we're talking about, we can slip it in. Like like yeah. earlier, I'm gonna give you an example. Uh Blue <laughs> Chew. Like earlier, when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, you know, getting injured, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I could just easily transition and segue. Like, you know, sometimes Chris, when you get hurt like Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to get back up. <laughs> but you know who helps you stay up and, and, and keep fighting, keeps you in the game? Blue yeah. Chew. And go to Blue Chew right now and use the code 3Kings to get you a free 30-day subscription to the Blue Chew uh, so you can stay in the game and and and, and get in the huddle. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make a bold prediction. By the next Kings of Sport, we mm. will have a promo code for one of these things. God damn it. We can, yeah, we can. Look, we, we like Denzel Washington. We leaving with something. Yeah, yeah. We leaving with something. something. Yeah, something. Might be a little something, might be a big something, but we leaving with something. Yeah. Uh, But we we are going to leave you for now for this month's edition of the Kings of Sport. We appreciate everybody watching and listening live, and we appreciate everybody who is watching and listening in the future. Uh, We we, uh, love doing these shows, and we love the interaction uh, with y'all, and we're going to do it again tomorrow night over at Post Wrestling for the NWA Podcast. So, for Chris, for 10-Day Ray out here putting on the producer hat, I am the godfather, Nate Milton. And remember, I'm trying to think of some way I can bring this back to Coach Prime. <laughs> I'm going to sit here, Ray. I'm going to sit here until it comes to me. I'm going to sit here until I get some inspiration for this closing joke. And I'm going to make the audience sit here with us. And uh, let's see. No, no, I already used the high step joke for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I got it. I got it. <clears throat> for Chris, for 10 Day Ray, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. And remember, if you're going to make time for yourself this week, Make sure it's prime time. Because you've been down with the Kings. It's the best you're going to get. Yeah. We got. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. D-A-double-D-Y, that's ass. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?